Hey, y'all, before we get into today's episode, it's another Winner's Corner. Yes, this time we are celebrating last episode, which was our uh, 2021 Children of the Tube, our TV season's draft with our friend Anna. Damon, what are our results? Yes, we have in third place with a respectable five, our boy Kyle. Give it up. (laughs) Five, including my three votes. <laughs> I, I voted for you because I just don't think enough people have watched your, your shows. So I very much respect you for throwing them out, and hopefully more people will watch because of those recommendations. Right. Uh, everyone watch Midnight Mass right now. <laughs> I, I'm going to be watching Feel Good at some point this year. Yeah. In second place, with 28 vo- uh, votes, is myself, Damon. I'm okay with that. Pretty respectable. Yeah, and in first, not bad at all. Right. In first, but this is where it's just embarrassing. With 58 <laughs> votes is Anna, who just just completely destroys us. Um, yeah, I mean, she had Ted Lasso, The Witcher, What We Do in the Shadows. And I can't even remember the other one, but like those three alone are just massive. So uh, respect, Anna. You get the W, but until next time. Bro, stop what you're doing. Have we got the episode for you. We're celebrating the latest MCU Disney Plus series, Hawkeye, giving out awards to all the bros that deserve it. We're joined by guest Leah. It's a good time. This is the Hawkeye Effies, bro. Welcome to another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast. And we're your host, I'm Hawkeye, and your other host, Hawkeye. How's it going, bro? What's up, bro? It's 2022, bro. Oh, I'm so happy it's 2022, bro. Uh, It feels weird to say that. Uh, Time is meaningless, and I don't know what's happening anymore. Uh, How you doing? Okay. Uh, There's a high possibility I might have COVID, so that's fun um but we shall see everyone while you're listening knock on all the wood shoot all the wood arrows while you're listening to this episode <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> not good not good um yeah uh new year's happened and and with it hopefully we'll uh have a better year than the last two years that's all i can hope for so right um and with us for this amazing hawkeye effies is leah leah how's it going it's going all right. So far, I don't think I can complain about 2022, but it is a young year. So <laughs> I will get that. Just a little baby. It's not even right growing. <laughs> it's Justin Brent. <laughs> um, so we are here to talk about uh, the last MCU Disney Plus show of 2021. It ended about a week, two, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, we're, we're just now able to get to it. We've had a busy schedule, but this was a fun one, and I'm re- really excited to talk about it. So uh, y'all ready to dig in? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
All right. We'll just uh, go with some opening remarks. Just uh, what you thought of the show, maybe where you rank it, uh, as opposed to everything else. And uh, yeah, what do you think, Leah? Start us off. Uh, so show is based on one of my favorite comic runs. Um, so that already was like a high expectation point for it. But I mean, obviously going into it, you knew that it wasn't going to be able to be that comic based on the fact that they're using, you know, uh, the Jeremy Renner Hawkeye. Got it. I was, I was okay with that. Um, but I did really love all the nods they gave to the OG, the Matt Fraction one. Um, Overall, I enjoyed it. It was pretty lighthearted. There was a lot of times where it was like, really have to suspend your disbelief. Um, <laughs> but overall, I think it was really fun. It was a little more lighthearted than some of the other ones. Um, and I don't know, I definitely wouldn't rank it last as far as MCU series properties this year. Um, Hawkeye's always been close to my heart. I always love an archer. Um, so I don't know, I'd probably rank it in the middle. So, yeah. Nice. Kyle. Your, your thoughts about Hawkeye, the series? Yeah, so very similarly, I would probably rank the Fraction run, I don't know, like maybe top three comic book runs of all time for me. I mean, it's it's Brubaker's Winter Soldier and it's Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. Um, but I think that because we've known this version of the character for so long, like this MCU Hawkeye and Clint Barton, he's been... Basically, since Thor, he has already been set apart and different from the Fraction Hawkeye. And I, I feel like knowing that going in, I was able to like temper my expectations. And I feel like with all of this stuff, with all the MCU stuff, DC, whatever, it's you really shoot yourself in the foot if you go into something expecting a perfect adaptation. It's just not going to happen. They're different mediums. It's especially with a lot of the comic adaptations, they can do whatever the fuck they want because they don't have to worry about rights issues. So like you know, Wolverine can just show up in an Avengers mansion and it, no one bats an eye. Uh, so I definitely, I can appreciate the MCU as it's kind of its own entity. And with that in mind, I really enjoyed the series. I thought it was a really fun. Now I mentioned how much I love the Hawkeye run. What I also love is just Christmas movies and TV shows in general, and especially lethal weapon. And this just felt like lethal weapon. I mean, it was, it was, he's, he's Murtaugh and Kate is the rigs to his Murtaugh. I mean, he's, it, it was great. I, 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 have always really liked Clint Barton and in the MCU. I like the way that he plays off of the other Avengers and he's kind of the guy that grounds them. And this was great getting to see him get it, get the focus and like getting to see, you know, his past as Ronan and, and basically him just being this old dad. Who's like, I just want to go have Christmas with my family. That's literally all I want to do. And now I have to deal with this bullshit with, <laughs> with Kate Bishop. Um, and speaking of Kate, I mean, holy fuck, what a revelation. Like, I've always loved Haley, but she is just so good as Kate in this in this show. So I was, yeah, I was a fan. In terms of ranking, I would probably, now I'm the, I'm the, nice, nice to meet you. I'm that one guy on the planet who has What If as his number one uh, MCU show. Um, but I would probably rank it number four. Um, and honestly, between the five shows, even number five, which is Loki for me, I still really liked Loki. So like five to one, they're all great. They're all varying levels of great. So I really liked Hawkeye. I just, the other three, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and What If, just, I was really in on those from the beginning. And Hawkeye, it took maybe like two or three episodes for me to really get into it. And once I did, I was, I was very in for the whole time. So, yeah. All right. <clears throat> so... I very much enjoyed Hawkeye. Every episode, I believe this was the most consistent of the MCU series so far, is what I would say. 
every episode I came away saying, I like that. You know, there was nothing I was just like, oh, like, okay, hopefully they can do better next time. I, I liked every single minute. It was a fun story. It made me definitely relate and connect more to Hawkeye and Clint Barton, which I thought was something they've tried to do in the past to varying degrees. I think Age of Ultron was a was a pretty good swing for that. It, you know, definitely the funniest uh, that we saw of Hawkeye. And then in this, it's like like Kyle said, he's definitely the cranky kind of cynical older partner who's just done with all of this. He wants to go home, see his family. He doesn't want any of these shenanigans. He's he's done. He, he just saw his best friend die to save the world. And he just wants to chill. And he doesn't get to do that. But he does, you know, with that happening, get to make a new partner which is just amazing to see happen. Instant chemistry. But does anyone not have chemistry with uh, Haley Steinfeld? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. She, <laughs> she just really pops everyone on screen, whether it's Vera Farmiga, freaking Wilson Fisk, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, to my boy, Jack Duquesne. Um, <laughs> I love that guy. And yeah, it the whole show was super fun. It was a Christmas buddy cop action romp mm. with that mcu flair and touch on it and i just had such a fun time even with what i thought was a a bit of a flawed and messy finale i'm i came away with it being like okay that's fine they that's the thing everything's going to keep going and they'll make it better by doing that so i'm excited to see all these little threads keep going the great expectations award is going to be super fun for this one so i rank it second actually Oh, wow. Behind Loki. Loki's number one. And uh, yeah, I think if the finale had been a little bit stronger, it probably wouldn't have passed Loki. But it, it was just super fun. I, yeah. I liked it. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, very surprising, I think, for Hawkeye. Then again, my expectations were not the highest, which I think, <laughs> I think definitely helped them to you know, kind of go all out for it. So Yeah. All right, right, those are our opening remarks. Oh, anything else to add, Joe? I'm just ready to give some awards out. Yeah. <laughs> awards. It's awards Good. time. Let's start with that first one. Here are the nominees for the Bro Award. Yes, the Wallflower Award, one of my favorites. This is given to the character that either does not get enough screen time we want, or we just want to see more of them. Uh, they did an amazing job of what time they get, and we want to know more about them. They just did a fantastic job in a very short amount of time. Uh, very well-deserving. Leah, what is your nominee for this one? So my nominee is for the Warriors 4, as I've dubbed them. Um, <laughs> the LARPers, like when they step out of the building in their suits, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm looking at Thor with them walking down the street again. Um, I loved them. They were wonderful. I could do with a whole little mini series about them, kind of their own little version of the Defenders. Um, <laughs> and I would love to see more of them. So they just kind of embodied the everyday spirit, the everyman um, or woman or person aspect of it. And they're just looking to have fun and, you know, be helpful and help people. And it was just awesome. They just want to be involved and they want to help. So. I like it. I like it. Kyle, who's your nom? 
Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with one who he got a good bit of screen time and I, I liked the way he was used, but he was just so fucking charming that I wanted more Tony Dalton as Jack Duquesne. <laughs> I mean, he's just I love this guy so much. He was so fun. And it, it's a testament to how much I loved this portrayal that like I was I was never at one point. I was never at any point like, why is Swordsman in this? And he's not Swordsman <laughs> like that. I kind of thought that in the very beginning of the show. And then Tony Dalton, like, fucking charmed my pants off. <laughs> so <laughs> he's great I mean, it's when he's, like, talking about a party. And he, you know, obviously he has this incredible moment in the finale. He just whips his sword out and is just going to town on <laughs> the tracksuits. I love it. He's, he's the best. And I love the way they kind of leave off with him now possibly having some new friends with the LARPers and having a new le leisure activity. <laughs> uh, so I loved the way he was used in the show. I just, I could have used more. I think that it would have been fun to see because one thing that I felt was a little, maybe a little bit lacking was I didn't a hundred percent feel sold on Kate's like turn with him. Like she really didn't like him for a long time. There's that little moment where he kind of makes her laugh at the apartment with Eleanor and then he's just fighting with them and she's just kind of okay with him. And I, I understand like we don't need a full drawn out like <laughs> arc with the two of them. That's mm -hmm. totally unnecessary. But yeah, I just want to see more scenes with and maybe we will in Hawkeye, you know, season two or whatever, like scenes with him and Kate together. I think their dynamic is really fun and I hope they kind of explore that more. I love it. Will there be dancing? <laughs> um, <laughs> my nom is going to be I'm going to center my my inner Mallory Rubin. It's lucky the pizza dog, y'all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who just I mean, every single time we saw pizza dog, we just lit up. It was amazing. We wanted to see more. We didn't like seeing pizza dog in trouble in the first episode. Um, but it's just we needed more pizza dog. You know, not more cowbell, more pizza dog. And I'm craving craving it. Um, that's all. I mean, there is there anything else that needs to be said? There was not nearly enough pizza dog. Everyone was clamoring for a uh, pizza dog-centric episode yes. from uh, yeah. their POV, you know, as happens in the comic. Definitely didn't have enough time to. Maybe if they had just done, like, a scene or two, that would have been really fun. But regardless, more pizza dog. That's my not. <laughs> Leah, who are you going to vote for? The Warriors 4, Jack Duquesne, or Lucky? So I'm actually going to vote for Lucky for this one because I want Jack to win a different one um, because I adored him. Um, and he gave me very heavy Paul F. Tompkins vibes the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> It's all I can yes. say the entire time. Um, but I'm going to vote for see Lucky. It. Right? So I'm going to vote for Lucky, though, because you're 100% right. He was underutilized, especially, like, just some sort of, like, little five-minute intro opening thing. Even just, like, following him around would have been fantastic. I want to see more about Lucky the Pizza Dog. So that's my vote. All right. Kyle, who's your vote for? Man. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for the pizza dog as well. I <laughs> if there's one thing was well, it's it was between 
uh, him and the four LARPers, because there's one thing that this phase of the MCU has done so well, and it's given us incredible side characters that we want more of, you know, Jimmy Woo and Trevor and, you know, like all these and the four LARPers and then incredible, cute animals who we want to see more of. Alligator Loki, Lucky the Pizza Dog, you know, uh, even Sparky in WandaVision. Like, they, they know I their audience. Like, yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> they do. Um, I'm, my fingers are crossed for, you know, what Anna mentioned on our What If Effies of a, a you know, Pet <laughs> Avengers episode. Mm-hmm. So in for that. But yeah, Lucky That's is just, my, he's the goodest boy. So I got to go for him. <laughs> the fact that DC is beating them to the pet game is just it's unacceptable it's, it's unacceptable okay step it up feige get your I shit pass in order every okay. day in the lobby and it makes me very mad so <laughs> very mad, very mad. Very um my vote will be for pizza dog for the sweep as mm-hmm. is deserving pizza dog should always get the sweep um i thought about jack but pizza dog deserves it so <laughs> There's an L, no L for Lucky, a W. I will say, did they just, like, really sweep through the whole Lucky getting their name? Like, it was almost like a, like, I almost blinked and it just what happened. Was it almost like they didn't make it that big of a deal? Or did I just skip that, it seemed? They really didn't. It was kind of just like an aside, almost. Yeah, Yeah, I don't. I don't remember if I I heard her call the dog Lucky. I just remember her saying... Blah, 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 pizza dog. The dog kind of perked up, and that was like that moment. But I don't remember her calling it Lucky at all. I thought one of the LARPers, the the firefighter, I thought she actually called him Lucky. Oh, okay. But I don't know why that's in my head. I believe that happened. I still don't get, like, why. Like, they, it just seemed like such a small thing. Like, they were just really going in on the pizza dog. Like, this is the real dog. <laughs> It's Pizza Dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Pizza Dog with the W. And the winner is... Lucky the Pizza Dog. And here are the nominees for the Tracksuit Award. All right. The Tracksuit Award, or this episode's version of Class Bully. Basically... Yeah, our our favorite villain antagonist of the season. We got some good ones. We got some maybe not surprising, but very happy to see them confirmed in the MCU ones. Um, Damon, who is your your nominee for the Class Bully Award? Hmm. This is a tough one because there are several. In the spirit of the show, I'm going to roll with the tracksuit mafia. Because I think as a whole, they were so fun and delightful. They were terrible at their jobs, which <laughs> made the show work really well. Because, I mean, you got to have some really bad henchmen that are, you know, comical while also just really sucking at their job. They're really good at getting beaten up. And, man, they, they did a great job at that. Um, and, the, you know, the tracksuits, great look, very iconic. I, I loved... Uh, the guy who just kept talking to Kate about like, you know, wanting freaking show, freaking relationship advice. Perfect. Beautiful. And they were just, they pretty much fueled the um, action and the problem. You know, they were headed towards Clint and Ronan. They were hired pretty much. They were being worked for uh, Maya. 
and they were trying to figure out all that. So they just kept popping in at very un- inopportune times, and they were just fun. Gave us a lot of great fight scenes and action scenes. What else could you ask from the class bully? So that's that's got to be my nom. Right. Kyle, uh, I <laughs> might lose my my card as like the world's biggest Daredevil fan. I'm not going to vote for my boy Willie Fisk. Loved him. He's barely <coughs> in it. You know, I think maybe if we down the line have a, an Epi's for Echo or, you know, Daredevil season four, fingers crossed, I'll probably give it to him then. But for now, I'm actually going to say Vera Farmiga as Eleanor Bishop. Uh, it was something that was pretty, I guess, like telecasted from the beginning. I don't think they were very like subtle about it. Like, I'm pretty sure we all knew it was going to be her who was hiring, you know, uh, Yelena. And and I honestly expected Val to show up and like a scene with Val and Eleanor in cahoots or whatever. But I I love Vera Famiga so much. I mean, I love her in Bates Motel and Source Code and even like movies like Up in the Air. Like she's always just such an interesting actress and like makes these really, really just interesting choices. I mean, she's just makes you like care about her characters but there's always more going on than what you see and i feel like she did that really well as eleanor in the scene i mean there's a, the finale like damon mentioned it's a little messy a little over the place but it has some really great emotional beats that i'm sure we'll talk about in future awards but one that really hit with me was when you know kate kind of like called the cops on her and she was <laughs> like i don't remember the exact phrase or whatever but she was like you know you're always going to and uh, she didn't think she was capable of something or whatever. And the way that Vera Farmiga delivered that, it was such a like cruel mom quote that was just like, Jesus Christ, this is, this is drawn from some real life experience. It feels like, you know, it just, it was very cutting and Vera just, I don't know. I felt like she killed it as Eleanor. And I, I didn't go into the show expecting to really be like, so invested in the relationship between her and Kate. And I was the, the whole time I knew before they made the reveal, I was like, they're going to make the reveal and it's going to be rough for Kate. But when it happened, I felt genuinely really bad for Kate. Like it was like, this, this sucks. Like she does not have basically a family at this point now with her, you know, her dad's gone and her mom is now this criminal. Like it's just, it was brutal. And I I thought Vera Farmiga played it really, really well. So I'm going to pick her. Mm -hmm. All right. Leah. I will pick up that kingpin then. (laughs) You're going to throw it down like that and ignore him. Um, It was amazing to see D'Onofrio back in action. Uh, I loved it as soon as we saw the Hawaiian shirt because it's that classic uh, cover of the comic. And then doing some research into it, it turns out he like has that for like the background of his laptop. So like he wanted, he requested that fucking suit underneath there, which is so good um and i like the fact that we got like we real quick in such a short time period we got the the calm quiet kingpin with like the the quiet menace and then we did also get to see the powerhouse scary as fuck kingpin at the same time who you're like oh oh he's gonna murder a little girl now (laughs) um so i'm super stoked about that i'm not a huge fan that they left it with like you know a scene where you don't see what happens but that hopefully opens things up so he is not gone and he is still in there. Because, I mean, I really can't see him not being a part of this now that he's back. Um, but, you know, he's always the, the the puppet master in the background. And it was great to see him back. It, it doesn't feel like New York without Kingpin. So that's how I, that's how I feel. I like 
Well, we have the three levels essentially. Of the, <laughs> yeah. Of the Which level do we want? Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to vote for Eleanor Bishop. Um, while I think the execution could have been better, I would have preferred to have seen them maybe let us just know it was her from the beginning, so we could see her making the decision, see see all that in action instead of just hearing about it, because. We see you're being regretful and saying it's, you know, like, what else am I supposed to do? But then we get a like, you know, the fact that she's still doing it. She killed Armand like she seemed to not be that broken up about it. I wanted more of that. But what we got was still amazing. It definitely drove the story. The fact that she wanted to keep Kate away from it. She hired freaking our our girl. Mm-hmm. Um who will be talked about at length, uh, I'm sure, very shortly. And so, yeah, I just think Eleanor definitely was a very, very important part of the story, and it was honestly what I wanted to know more about than anything else. I cared about her and Kate, like what was going to happen when the reveal happened. Like, and that whole friction was very much one of my favorite parts of the last episode. So I, I got my vote for Eleanor. So, yeah. Kyle, who's yours? Who's your vote going for? Um... I <laughs> I picked Eleanor so I could give her a shout, but I have to I have to stay on brand. I'm going to vote for Wilson Fisk. <laughs> uh, yeah, just for everything Leah mentioned, I love that he's always seemed so passionate about this character, even in like kind of that hiatus between you know Daredevil season three and before we even imagined that he would be in Hawkeye. He's always just very vocal on Twitter about the show, and I love that. Like he just always mentions how much he loved playing the character. Um, and I love the idea that like he pulled for the the Hawaiian shirt and like he clearly knows his shit and knows like comics kingpin. And I just I saw a, a theory on Twitter that I really love and it was really basic, but it's basically the idea that if this is indeed like the Daredevil Netflix kingpin and the Netflix Daredevil Matt Murdock is is in the MCU as well. I love that they. they basically said that like there's this idea that Matt was one of those who were blipped yeah, for the, and for those five years, that's when Wilson was just left yeah. unchecked. Yeah. Right. Like that's why New York is his now because he's mm-hmm. just, yeah, he spent five years just with no opposition. You know, who's going to stop him? Karen. I mean, <laughs> I love Karen page, but she's not going to be able to stop him the way Daredevil can. Uh, but so I love that. And I love that that is the Wilson that we see in this, these last two episodes. He's a very, very powerful crime boss. You know, um, I love the dynamic between him and Maya. I agree. I, I really, I, I hated the way they left off with him because no one believes he's dead. So why are you going to do this dumb, like bait and switch? Mm-hmm. You know, it was, I understand they were trying to pull another, that's another thing from the comics. Like it's a very I- iconic moment between those two characters. I get it, but you know, it's just, it feels a little cheap. Um, but I did love, like Leah mentioned, the, like you get like that great kind of I am the I am the ill intent kind of kingpin that's just giving this incredible monologue, and then you get you know when he op- when he rips open that car door, I got like <laughs> I got like PTSD flashbacks to him t- taking that dude's head off in season one of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's he's fucking great. It's incredible to have my favorite MCU villain that is now an actual canon MCU villain because I I'm always that snarky asshole when people ask me what my favorite is. I'm like, it's Kingpin from Daredevil, and now I can say it's Kingpin from Hawkeye, <laughs> so it counts. Um, so I got to vote for my boy Willie. Nice. 
All right. Leah, are you going to stick your vote with your nom? Is Kingpin getting the win? I I am going to stick with him, and I'm going to have a quick aside. Um, so they were filming a movie around here a few years ago, um, and it was very cool. It was Robert Downey Jr. starring in it. It's a terrible movie. It's The Judge. Terrible movie. Don't Uh-oh. watch it. Yeah. But they filmed it in my town, right? And when he goes on location and films movies, he finds local movie theaters and takes like the cast and crew out to the movies a couple times while they're in town. So in that movie was also Robert Duvall, Vincent D'Onofrio, Dak Shepard, all them. So they came a couple of times to my theater, which is very cool. So we got to meet them. And I have very vivid core memory of the first time they came, like I was putting out things like snacks and everything in the auditorium and they were starting to come in and I hear someone very, like, very politely, quietly ask me if, like, we had any junior mints. And I turn around and I smack dab into a fucking wall. <laughs> and it's Vincent fucking D'Onofrio. And he is every bit as large in person as he appears on screen. <laughs> but he is so sweet and so polite and so scary. Um, so I 100% buy his kingpin. Um, so that is my, that's. That's my my junior mint loving boy right there. So <laughs> that's my vote. <laughs> I love it. Kingpin gets the W. I will say I I think he did not have enough screen time. Oh yeah. For this, but he is the kingpin, so I can't deny it. He'll kill me otherwise. <laughs> don't embarrass him. Right. Don't don't embarrass him. <laughs> Cars are weapons. To him. I, I, will say, <laughs> I will say before we move on, Kyle, you are such like. Daredevil is your show, and so you were, and he, he's your villain. There's been a lot of a lot of talk about that's not my kingpin, that's that's not him. He's nah. like they were like he was corny, he didn't seem he was cheesy or hammy. I'm like he seemed pretty similar to me. What what, what say you? I sir, I think people are getting mixed up with characterization and tone because i think that is the that is the kingpin from daredevil mm. in a lighthearted show so of course he's going to come off a little more it's kind of like putting like chris hemsworth thor like pre-ragnarok you know like mm-hmm. he is the butt of the joke in the avengers and the mm-hmm. first thor as opposed to being in on the joke in the later avengers movies same thing with kingpin like he <laughs> he is this like menacing terrifying crime boss but it's a disney plus show so <laughs> we're not going to see him taking dudes heads off with a car door <laughs> he's just going to be he's still menacing like i said when he rips that car, car door off and grabs eleanor and it's like we need to talk i was like oh fuck she's she's dead she's toast uh so he's he's still kingpin i think people need to you know they need to ease up a little bit. It's also, like you said, we barely see him. So he's, he, we'll see more. I'm honestly, fingers crossed, because of the way No Way Home ended, I hope he's a villain in a future Spider-Man movie. I mean, I love him as a Daredevil villain, time. but oh, I love that. Yes. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I grew up as Kingpin being a Spider-Man, like, villain. Yeah. I didn't know he was a Daredevil villain until the Daredevil dropped. I was like, oh, what? So yeah, I mean, ninety Spider-Man TV show all all day. So that's my kingpin. I actually <laughs> um, heard that theory that he might be a different kingpin. That is sounds absurd to me. This is the first time I'm hearing this, it and it wouldn't even have crossed my brain. Like, n- no. I think people are a little too multiverse happy right now. They're like, oh, it's a variant. No, uh, <laughs> no. There's only one. They were just they were waiting for him to tear people's heads off. That's that's not happening on Hawkeye. Okay? No, <laughs> it's not Let gonna happen. Not happening on Disney Plus. 
right. Hulu. That's what Hulu's for, guys. Okay. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have this. All right, y'all. Yeah. Let's move on to the next word. The Effie goes to... Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin. These are the nominees for the Dunk Award. Yes, the new, what rather new award here, the Dunk Award, where we just straight posterize the property <laughs> that we're talking about. And we just talk about the things that they missed, okay? Um, they, they went up for a shot and they just hit nothing but air. Kyle, what's your nom? Yeah, this is, I, I hope people like this award because we're not, we're not shitting on things just to shit on them. Part of loving a series is to shit on it, you know? Like, it's just kind of, it's what you do as a fan. Um, and there's not a whole lot to choose from. I mean, this show is good, so, so it was tough to find something that I really wasn't into. But there was one thing that I feel like, only because some of the stuff I have gripes with, I think will be resolved in future properties, whether it's Echo or, you know, another Hawkeye season or whatever. I feel like we're past the Clint and Maya conflict, and there really didn't feel like there was a whole lot of resolution to that. We had that one scene in, I believe it was episode four or five, um, where he meets her, you know, at the uh, at the parking lot, and they kind of have this confrontation. I mean, Clint, yeah, episode four. I mean, you can tell through this series that Clint has a lot of remorse for what he did as Ronan. Like, he very much carries a lot of guilt for that. And so I was expecting him to really kind of like own up to that with Maya. And instead he's just kind of like teaching her a lesson about how like weapons are weapons, no matter how you wield them or whatever the fuck he tells her. It's just kind of like, it felt like it fell a little flat where, where it could have been this basically could have been the moment between him and Yelena in the finale, which was a very emotionally satisfying and rich scene. And, you know, him and Florence just acting their asses off. We could we could have gotten that with him and Maya, and it maybe is like more indicative of my issue with Maya's usage in this series. I liked her. I liked the actress a lot, but I feel like she was here only to set up Echo. Like we saw her in this so that we can see her again, basically. Um, so I feel like that moment in episode four between the two of them could have been this really great kind of moment of understanding where he really tells her like you know yes i killed your father and i i carry that with me every day or something you know like it could have been this great emotional catharsis and it just wasn't like it was just this very for me anyway i just felt like it really fell flat so that's that's going to be my nomination so you're going with specifically their their uh talk in the parking lot yeah yeah basically that scene in, in episode four i think it's five actually now that I think about it. Yeah, that's right. Because episode four ends with him fighting her and, and Yelena. So, yeah, episode five. Yeah. All right. That, that's a good one. Leah, what's your nom for the dunk? Um, I'm kind of going to piggyback off of Kyle's and be more broad and just say Maya in general. Like, I have no excitement for the Echo show. I don't know who she is besides an angry woman but now who's like kind of maybe resolved something, like you said, like, I don't, I didn't feel like there was any sort of connection to her. I thought it, it could have been a really interesting character. I hope that she becomes a more interesting character. Um, and it just kind of, yeah, it just kind of fell really flat for me, the whole thing, which is a damn shame because she's a very cool character in the comics um, with her handprint on her face and everything. Um, 
<clears throat> so it's just kind of yeah she was kind of like the most flat thing in the in the whole thing for me and it didn't it didn't give me any sort of like oh oh I'm excited to see more of her I can't wait to see what the future holds with Maya slash Echo so that was a bummer I I want to see more of um what's her name? I want to see more Makari instead so <laughs> yes yes Makari was great <laughs> hell yeah okay well, my mom is going to be piggybacking off of the other part, Miles. <laughs> in that, so it's it's Ronan, okay? I thought this mm-hmm. whole series was us to dig in to the fact of what he did while he was Ronan and how he was going to deal, like become accountable for it, redeem himself in some way. And really, all we get is him saying, "Try redeeming." himself in front of Yelena as far as Natasha dying. That was great closure, but we don't get it for Ronan. Like we, we just like kind of brushed away. It's like, yeah, all this other stuff is happening. He, he burns the suit. It's over. It's like, but like you, we don't get any, we don't get the emotional payoff. We don't get any kind of payoff on that. I just felt like they missed on that one. And it, it really hurt because like, I wanted to feel like, yeah, we, we really get that he everyone gets that he murdered who knows how many people, whether you think they deserve it or not. Like he he straight up murdered hundreds of people. And so, like, I, you know, yeah, that's fun. So we got Maya and Clint's talk in the parking lot. We have Maya's portrayal in the series. And then we have the failure to to close the Ronin saga. What say you, Kyle? Where's your vote going? Um, I don't, I just like to say, I'm glad that these are the three we picked. Cause like some of this, I felt like in the moment I was maybe nitpicking too much. <laughs> so it's nice to be validated that other people felt this way about these things. Um, I, yeah, I think I'm going to vote for the Ronin one because you're right. Like going into the series, even like as soon as I saw it game, I was like, oh, they're making a Hawkeye series. Sweet. There's going to be so many flashbacks to him as Ronan. We're going to get, like, immediate fallout from that. And we don't. (laughs) We get, like, some really great, fun stuff. (laughs) And we get, you know, him and Kate learning to be partners and really, really interesting stuff. But you go into the series very much expecting a Ronan-heavy series. And I think this actually, I'm going to tie this back to Civil War. Civil War set a standard for these movies and shows now dealing with the consequences that happen in their movies like that. I have a love hate relationship with the civil war movie. It's another one where I really love the comic book that it's based on. So I have issues with some of it, but I like that they actually tried to like, you know, you know, focus on the consequences of being an Avenger and like the, the collateral damage that happens with that. Um, and so after that, they kind of set that standard that like their movies and shows would have to do that going forward. And Hawkeye really dropped the ball on that aspect because one thing I didn't expect at the end of the show was like, I thought this is going to be it for Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. Like I was positive, even not even considering some of the behind the scenes stuff with, you know, his personal life. But I, I just felt like he's been around since 2011. Like, I feel like the character's done. I didn't think he was going to die, but I figured he would have kind of like passed the bow off to to Kate and like be, you know, go retire with his family. And the way it leaves off, it's kind of ambiguous. Like we might get more Clint, but I feel like if we get more Clint, it will have nothing to do with Ronan. Like it will just be him 
training Kate and being this old mentor. So this was their chance to really deal with the fallout of him being, I mean, let's face it, a murderer. <laughs> like, like, like you said, Damon, maybe some people you could argue deserved it, but murder is murder. I mean, at the end of the day. So yeah, I, I, I was looking forward to the show dealing with that and it, you're right. It really did drop the ball. So I'm going to vote for that. All right. Um, Leah, who's your vote going for? Um, I'm also going to go to Ronan because, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to put on my best face. I'm going to be hopeful for the future with Maya. Um, so I don't want to like bury her with that uh, vote. And I, I agree with you. Like it didn't even like dawn on me really that, I, I mean, I kind of thought about it, but like you, the way you guys were talking about it and stuff, it's like, no, he, his goal wasn't to make things right or to address anything. His goal was to bury the past or to literally burn the past down. Um, and that is really not a great look for Clint. Uh, <laughs> not a great look for anyone. Generally that comes back to bite you in the ass. Um, so, I mean, that kind of really sucked and it kind of actually did, did nail home some of what Yelena was telling to Kate, where it's like, he's not who you think he is. He is a bad person. Yeah. You know, he's Ronan, but like, what is he doing now? Do you realize what he's doing right now? And it's not good shit. Um, so, I mean, it, it is, she kind of had the make of him, even though, you know, she was wrong with with Natasha what had happened, but she still saw him for who he was, you know, murderer, recognized murderer, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know? Uh, and so, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm going to, I think I'm going to vote for Ronan on that one. So good job. Yep. That, that's the clean sweet. But I mean, Maya was, I almost voted for Maya for the wallflower award because mm -hmm. I just wanted to see more. And of course we are going to see more. She has an entire series coming for her. I almost wanted to say, like, the my nominee for the Dunk Award is telling us that Echo was getting a series before the series even oh, dropped. Yeah. Yeah. They're really like, setting big expectations for a character we have not even met. Yeah. yeah. And then they deliver, give us an amazing introduction to yeah. this character. They kind of flatline. Amazing. And then it flatlines. It really yeah. does. <laughs> like, it's like, like, oh, that's it. It's like <laughs> they're saving, like, wanted to give us this really big show and fireworks to to show her off and then like put her back put her back in the closet quick before yeah. her show like saving her yeah it's like it's like cool like if we had not known about the show i don't think i think we would be more excited like oh hey maya was interesting what we got but now that we know there's a show i just felt like a lot of the beats maybe they could have saved for the show mm -hmm. now i don't know what the show echo is going to be you know, is it going to be like a sh her versus Fisk show? And that's where we're going to get the Kingpin real, like, real introduction to the mm. MCU? I don't know. But the Ronin, I think, I think is just central to this show. It almost was like like an unspoken promise that we were going to get that happening in the show. And like you said, it was more about him burning and hiding the past, not only for himself, but for his wife. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we may talk about later. <laughs> so, like, we, we, we see often that, like, at the end of the day, superheroes, especially in the MCU, are, they you know, they will do whatever they can to protect everybody, including themselves. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that, that's my dub. That's my sweep. My vote for that one. Ronan's uh, redemption fail. Your winner is... 
Clint's past has grown and is not addressed. And these are the nominees for best quote. All right, the best quote. There's a lot of good snappy one-liners in this, you know, great interplay between our characters. So, Leah, what is your nomination for the best quote? My best quote, I am going to steal it from all over the place. It's three letters, and it's bro. Like, use it as a question, bro. Use it as an exclusion, bro. Use it as sorrowful, bro. Like, it's perfect. It encompasses all emotions. It is the fuck of the show, and it's so good, and... I infuriated the person I watched it with because I couldn't stop saying bro for the next 24 <laughs> hours. And uh, I'm okay with that. So, <laughs> it was just, it's, I love it's symbolic of this whole show. I feel like it's fun. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm, I could have gone with some other ones. I had nice long, like thoughtful ones thrown out. And I was like, no, fuck it. It's bro. Oh, they didn't say bro enough. They didn't, yeah, they really they didn't, didn't bro enough. That should have been the wallflower, actually. Right there. <laughs> um, Kyle, what, what's your nom? <laughs> Probably more eloquent. Uh, so I'm going to go... Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with one... Uh, God, I forget the episode that it shows up in, but basically it's between Clint and Kate. And Kate says, some people have actually called me the world's greatest archer. And Clint fires back, are you one of those people? Uh, I just, I love their dynamic in this show in general. And that's just, it's classic. It's just classic back and forth. I think Renner and Steinfeld had really great chemistry. Um, and I think it's from episode two, because it's like very early when they meet. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just a, just a great banger of a line. <laughs> Man, okay. Y'all both went with funny. Y'all are making me almost want to go with like some meaningful one that I always end up going with. You know <laughs> what? I'm not. This is a buddy cop comedy show. I'm going with stop making me like you. I'm sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> just, that was brilliant. Just, like, just out of breath. Like they were just like did their whole tango through the different like rooms. She's like, stop it. Stop making me like you and Kate and like Elena's just like just almost shrugs like sorry <laughs> like I can't help it like she is who yeah. she is and we all love you Elena Belova marry everyone please um, <laughs> yeah but yeah so that's that's my uh, Leah who's your vote going for uh, before I vote, I did want to say my slightly more serious one that I did really dig was when Clint says to her, you're my partner, your mess is my mess. So mm. I did really dig that when he, you know, admitted that she was important to him and they were partners and whatnot. So shout out to, to that, you know, gross one. Um, but I'm going bro. Like, <laughs> I can't help it. It's just, it's the mascot of the show. Lucky the pizza dog and bro. Like, it's. A marriage made in heaven. Made in tracksuit bro heaven. <laughs> Kyle, does bro get your vote? Bro, bro gets my vote indeed. <laughs> uh yeah. if we couldn't get if we couldn't get a man calling Hawkeye Hawk guy, I'm glad we got <laughs> millions of uses of the word bro. Um yeah. It, it it just like that's that's a big part of why I love the fraction run so much is because it has so much damn personality. Mm -hmm. Like it's a very lonely comic and is 
you know, it gets a little heavy at points, but it's so funny. And like the way that's probably my favorite piece of adaptation that this series did is bringing the tracksuits to life. Yep. Cause they're just these goofy like henchmen and that's all they needed to be. They didn't need to be anything deeper. And I love, you know, like Ivan asking Kate for relationship advice and stuff, but yeah, they were just super, super fun. And every time they use the word bro, I got this little like boost of serotonin. So I got to go with the simple bro. <laughs> bro gets the sweet bro. <laughs> I got to say. Um, deserves it. It's just what everyone was saying for the first two episodes and it just kept going. I don't see it going away. I really, really hope we get more of the tracksuit mafia and Echo. We're at least going to get some Kazi action. Um, maybe we'll see him as a clown. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, bro is the win. The Effie goes to bro by the tracksuit mafia. And here are your nominees for most memeable moment. All right. Here's always a super fun one where we become seers and we guess the future. The most memeable moment of this series. What memes will stand the test of time from this series? Kyle, what's your nom? All right. So for this to fully, this is an actual, sometimes I go with like jokes from the movies or series that I think will become memes. I'm pulling a straight meme that I found because it just makes me laugh every time I see it. I'm going to send it to both of you so we can all like fully appreciate it. But basically, as I'm sending it to them, I will, I guess, describe to the listener. I'm sure we'll post it with the episode. Um, but it is uh, Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. I believe they're doing an interview for Dune. Um, and Timmy is notorious for being just an excitable little lad. Um, so he is very excited and it says uh, Kate Bishop or Kate excited to meet her biggest inspiration. And then it's Zendaya with the most hello, darkness, my old friend. I wish I was with Tom Holland. Look, saying Clint just trying to go home to his family for Christmas. And if that doesn't sum up this entire series, I really don't know what does. Like, it's that's that's the lethal weapon. I'm too old for this shit moment. And just <laughs> Zendaya's expression in this just fucking kills me every time. So got to go with the Timmy Zendaya meme. <laughs> that's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> Leah, what's your nom? So mine is... Uh, my first thought was seeing Kate and Yelena in the elevator. And I was like, this has got so many possibilities there. Um, just, you know, looking at each other, just the looks, just like trying to run away from each other and just constantly putting her down. And then just a small child, like running her hands over the buttons. I was like, this is, <laughs> to me, this just screams like, especially like a parenting meme, Mm-hmm. Um, as, as the lone parent, I will say like this, just, I feel like I'm going to see this on binge mode parenting at some point as a meme form. Um, so that, that's the one that immediately struck me. <laughs> I love that. Um, you really could do a lot with, I've already seen that turn into a meme format. It, it was, is you know, pretty much like new year's. It was like 1159. <laughs> it's like 12 hits and they're just like fighting. Uh, <laughs> That's gonna have a lot of like like that. Um, my meme is also already one that has been made, so I'm not predicting this this, but I do think it's going to last for a while. 
there, there's two. Okay, I will mention both, but the first one is is going to be my official nom. It's Kate writing on the notepad mm. while uh, they're having the the phone call. Clint's having the phone call conversation with his son. Oh yeah. And then you just see whatever you want to put on the notepad. Oh, like the Michelle Obama. It's just yeah. <laughs> like with a bewildered look. Mm-hmm. So you could do infinite. <laughs> That's a good one. There. Yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah. written on that notepad. Like, of course, Thanos was, Thanos was right, which was going to be my other yeah. meme. They actually did it. They did it. <laughs> Thanos was, they actually literally wrote, literally had a meme in their show. Big props, y'all. Big. It was um, in a couple different places too. That was surprising. Yeah. Right. <laughs> was um, Clint's like, I wish I was in that sauce. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like that one. But I'm going with the notepad because, like, you get you get the three panels. You know, mm. I, I love big memes. Uh, you could put anything on there, and Clint's look just sells it. So that's my yeah. nod. I had to I had to send the Kate and the Elena one for context. <laughs> See, that's okay. what I'm talking about. It's perfect. <laughs> so we have three fantastic memes. Okay, really, I think these all three could be there for a while. What are we voting for, Kyle? Uh, I really like the Kate and the Notepad one. I didn't actually think about that just because that I feel like that is this series version of the the endless, I mean, the one that's still happening today, the WandaVision, what is blank, if not blank, persevering, that's, they're still making new ones, because that is, like, that mo- that show's most emotional moment that they made tons of memes from. This moment was actually a really sweet, like, heartfelt oh, moment. I loved it. It was this really great, you know, Kate helping Clint out and really understanding, like, his connection with his son and his family. Really sweet moment, but now, yeah, they're gonna meme it to death, which I'm all in on. Because um, you can, you can just fill in literally anything especially with the bewildered look he gives afterwards you could put literally like my favorite mcu movie is thor the dark world and he's like (laughs) (laughs) like Uh, not even the man not thor yeah not even the first one yeah um so i i'm all in on that one that's my pick (laughs) all right leah what's getting your vote Anytime you can do a fill in the blank on a card, like that's going to live forever. (laughs) Like we're seeing ones from like 15 years ago still, like it's going to go down forever. And it's not just his face, but also her face. She like, just looks so like concerned and like, just so in like pain for him. Like it's perfect. It's got it. Nail on the head. So. Thank you. I'll I'll go with the sweet, but I I definitely want to give props to the elevator scene because I think that one (laughs) is, is, innovative you can do a lot with it okay like you said you yeah. can do the whole pressing the buttons the new year's one them fighting it's got legs but yeah i'm i'm, I'm putting the vote for the, the yeah. notepad yeah that's the sweep that's the w let's move on and the winner is kate translating on the notepad here are your nominees for best fight all right best fight this is the MCU. Inevitably, we're going to get some <laughs> some fun action sequences. So, Damon, what is your nominee for the best fight of Hawkeye? All right. Arguably my favorite scene as well. I don't know if I'm going to vote it for, for scene, but for fight action sequence, the car chase scene mm-hmm. is just... For one, who knew Clint Barton is like, you know, <laughs> super amazing driver? He's just... <laughs> weaving through traffic going backwards it's like jason Bourne, 
Oh, wrong movie. Sorry. Um, Baby Driver. He tried that before. He tried the Bourne before. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't work out for him. (laughs) You're just getting the back and forth between him and Kate. He can't really hear it's like, use this arrow. What's this arrow do? Yeah, you use this one. And it's like, a she's whole just... Abbott and Costello sketch. It's ridiculous. Yes. So, yeah. The arrows are so cool, okay? The Pym arrow, the sneaky arrow. I love the one that grabbed all the trees. Um, <laughs> it was, it, it, it does what some of my favorite scenes do, okay? It's a lot of action, which is fun and exciting. It's hilarious, which gets me laughing. And then it's charming and actually character building. You're getting, you're getting storyline and plot progression with these two. They're bonding. They're getting repertoire going, chemistry. So all of that together, it's just such a fun. Like once I saw this, I was like, okay, I'm I'm sold. Like give me whatever else is happening in the show. So that that's my nom. Kyle, what's yours? All right. Um, that was definitely my number one. Um, so I'm going to go with one from the next episode from Partners, am I right? Uh, <laughs> episode four, <laughs> which I love that episode title. Um, the ending fight between, you know, Clint, Elena, and Maya. Um, I think it was one we were all expecting, we were all waiting for. Um, we knew Elena was going to show up at some point. Um, and this was also at the point where I think we all were a little more in on Maya. Like I was like, okay, they're doing some interesting stuff with her. Maybe, you know, like it's possible. Um, and I just love that. It's like, like Damon, you mentioned how like a good fight scene does. It serves more than one purpose. And I agree. I think these are very different scenes tonally, but I think this also it like serves like, like the purpose of really, really great fight choreography. You get like, you know, Yelena being her awesome black widow self. Um, you also get some really great character moments with Kate not, you know, choosing not to shoot her. Like the shot she didn't take kind of harkens back to what Clint talked about with the shot that he didn't take. Um, and then you get this, you know, the really devastating into it where he's like, we are not partners. Go home. Like this does not involve you anymore. This just got real because <laughs> there's a Black Widow involved. So like imagine all of that shit happening from Clint's perspective. Like he, all he sees is a Black Widow. You know, he knew Yelena's name, but I don't think he ever knew the face. So he just sees this Black Widow come after him. I can't imagine what he would be thinking at that point. Um, so, and also you get the great parallel of when, you know, Kate is dangling and he has to drop her. It's a great parallel to mm-hmm. Natasha, which that fucking broke me. Like, that was rough. Um, yeah, it's just, it's great character building. It's great action. Um, I love the different fight styles between Clint, Yelena, and Maya. Like, I, I always like fights that kind of explore different styles between the characters. Like, Yelena is definitely a lot more aggressive and, I guess, the word, like, offensive as opposed to defensive. And it's just really fun to watch. And you get to see all three kind of characters in action at the same time. So that's that's my nom. Love it. Leah, what's your nom? Uh, my nom is going to be Yelena and Kate through the elevator when we see the, just the long pan scene, just starting with the elevator going all the way through the building. Um, it just hit for me, like all the right beats. They were fantastic together. The chemistry that they had was amazing. And just start to finish. I, I, you know, we're always a sucker. MCU always does a pretty damn good job of a long, you know, hallway scene, um, (laughs) (laughs) hearkening back to daredevil. Um, (laughs) 
So it's just, they were great. Um, just going through the different rooms and you're seeing the different settings that they're running through. You have the one guy that's like randomly sitting there listening to like the soft, uh, soft Christmas music. <laughs> uh, just the use of like all the props and everything. And they like, they're not holding back, but you can tell that there's definitely respect there between the two of them. Um, and I think that they're, they're happy about that. Like they, they want each other's respect. And you can tell at the end of that, when they have their little mini conversation, that it's true, um, that they do want each other's respect. Um, obviously Kate wants it more, uh, but, but that was really interesting. And I, I just loved that whole, that whole scene. So. It's so good. <clears throat> I will say, I feel like they, they were holding back. Maybe mm -hmm. they were, they were going all out, but they were not trying to hurt each other. Yeah. They had, already, they had already established that they they have a friendship, budding romance, maybe. Who knows what's going on there? But There's they were about like, stopping and stuff. It wasn't they about were dancing. Hurting. They were yeah. really just having a nice, fun dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throws and, and hip flips going on. Yeah. That was super fun. Yeah. I mean, I almost might say that, that vote for, for best memory. I don't know. It's so good, but the rooftop foursome, the rooftop four way was so fun that it's just the only my only problem with it is just it seemed a little blurry. It seemed like the editing for it was not the best. It, it's certainly yeah. boring when I watched it. If it had been shot a little bit different, I think it easily I think could have been number one, but it just felt off like it. It didn't look how it it should have looked better to me. But I, I loved all the emotional beats. It was very fast, very quick and intense. I got to vote for the car chase scene, though, because it just, like I said before, it has everything I look for in an action scene and more. So and it really like it seals you like it really sells you on Kate and Clint as partners. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's my vote. Uh, Kyle, what's your vote? Yeah, that is like my clear, again, like you mentioned, might even just vote it for favorite scene. <laughs> it's just like, it's so good. It's it's starts out with an incredible tracking shot inside the car, which I, I'm always such a sucker for. It gave me like flashbacks to like Children of Men. I mean, it's just so visceral and like present. And then I love the switching in between arrows. I think also credit to the people who made this show, they knew they had a like a banger on their hands because this is the scene that they showed at. I can't remember what the event was called, but there was I think it was like a Disney Investors Day or whatever when they had to show like the first footage ever from Hawkeye, and it was part of this scene. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think they knew they were like, this is kind of our highlight. This is like the best part of our show that we want to show you. Um, yeah, and I love the different arrows. I I kind of question like where Clint got or when, maybe when he got Pym arrows, like in the time between, you know, like Infinity War and Endgame, he is off doing Ronin shit. And then he meets uh, Scott in Endgame. So I guess it's like maybe in between Endgame and Hawkeye. I mean, this is actually the longest after Endgame of the new stuff. Because WandaVision picks up really closely after. This is like two years later, so. One, they moved year. it. They were going to do two. Supposedly, everything I've read and heard, and heard oh. it was filmed to be two, and then they like edited it and said it was going to be one for okay. whatever reason. I yeah. don't know why. But Still even below. so, it's like yeah. So it's like the most removed. So I guess that's when he may may have gotten some some arrows because I I would love to see more 
Clint and Scott stuff because <laughs> Jeremy Renner and Paul Rudd and all of their interviews were a fucking delight. <laughs> so, um, yeah, th this scene is just so fun. It's so dynamic and like just a lots of different things happening at once, which is always fun. And again, like you said, it sold me on uh, Kate and Clint as partners, which yep. is the ultimate goal. So, yeah, I got to vote for that one. My theory real quick before we get to Leah's vote. I think the fact that Scott told the whole world about everything that happened, like he went on a press tour, he talked to Corbin, <laughs> he talked to Jimmy, he talked to John, everybody. He was like, hey guys, here's a bunch of PIM particles. You can do whatever you want to do, don't hurt me. And then, he, and then he's gone. Um, <laughs> so I love I that. Think, uh, That's pretty good. Cool. I, I've got to go car chase scene. I mean, that was my number one pick. Uh, it is, so there's a lot of things that they lifted and kind of played homage to for the comics, but that whole scene is like straight. It's the only scene in my head really that's like start to finish, like straight from the comic. And they did a phenomenal job paying it tribute. Um, just, you know, the viewpoints and whatnot, like the arrows, their banter back and forth. It was, it was fantastic. Um, it was it was just an amazing scene start to finish and and just the trees oh my god when they get the trees there's some really good tree action in this movie i mean <laughs> with violence against trees but real good tree action like <laughs> um but but it was just it's definitely the car scene for 100% yeah yeah right another clean sweep <laughs> we're all pretty in agreement so far on the show uh, i like it Dig it. Let's see if we are on the next one. Let's move on. And the Effie goes to... The Car Chase. These are your nominees for the Pizza Dog Award. We are in the stretch of the very serious... The, the final four awards. We're starting with the Valedictorian. The Pizza Dog Award. The best performance of Hawkeye. Leah, who's your nom? There's two, and I hope that whoever I don't pick gets picked. Um, uh, okay, it's uh, it's got to be Yelena. I mean, it was she was phenomenal. Uh, she everything Florence Pugh touches is gold. First of all, and secondly, I mean, honestly, like watching this actually made me want to watch Black Widow again, which I hadn't for a while. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. I, and I mean, I still have the same thought. Uh, I haven't rewatched it yet. And I'm hoping that I have a better take on it this time. But my first takeaway the first time was, if this is what I have to go through to get Elena into this world and universe, I'm down. I'm into it. Um, and you know what? I've, I've doubled down on it after this. Every scene she was in, I think she couldn't be in the whole series because it you wouldn't have been able to watch anybody else. You wouldn't have been able to like fully enjoy other people because you're like, where's Elena? Why isn't Elena on the screen anymore? Where the fuck is she? Um, her going into her apartment, that whole conversation back and forth, Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop. Uh, <laughs> she is just fantastic. Uh, and I just, I, I love Yelena. I, all the hearts and stars in my eyes for Yelena all the time. So. I love it. Kyle, what's your nom? Uh, yes. So the, one true love of Yelena, at least I'm hoping. I got to go with Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. Um, <laughs> this, in as far as I'm concerned, like loved Yelena, loved you know 
surprisingly love Jeremy as Clinton, who I've always really liked, but I just didn't expect to, again, be really into his performance. But it, as far as I'm concerned, this was Kate's show. I mean, it was the, the goal going in, we knew, was to kind of pass the torch and introduce a new Hawkeye, as it were. And so there was a lot riding on that. Like, we had to like this character. And casting Haley was just a great choice to begin with because I I feel similarly about her as you do about, you know, Florence. I think she just, even the crappy stuff she's in, she's typically the best part. Um, it's a perfect three. Is this what we're talking about? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, she was just, everything she did in this was so convincing and immediately just won me over and made me want to root for this character and like, she was vulnerable when she needed to be because we got some great, you know, backstory with her and her dad. Um, you know, it's not Haley herself, but I love the the flashback to like basically why she looks up to Hawkeye. Like her seeing, I like what the MCU does and like other characters seeing the events of the movies from their perspective. Like we got it with, you know, Monica seeing everyone come back from the blip and like, I love the way they did, you know, young Kate seeing the Battle of New York. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just I thought Kate was just such a winning and charming protagonist. And like, I'm so in, you know, whether it's Hawkeye season two or we see her show up in, I don't know, like Quantumania, if they're trying to build like the Young Avengers with Cassie, you know, I just I'm in for whatever she shows up. Maybe she shows up in Echo because we didn't see enough of her and Maya together. Like, I'm I'm totally in for literally anything they put her in because she's just She's already just a really great actress. I This is my pitch to everyone to go watch Dickinson on Apple TV because she's so good in that. Um, but, yeah, she's just – they could put her in anything MCU, and I will be I will be in. So got to gotta go for Haley. So this is a two-person race. So I'm just nominating uh, the bronze winner. And you know, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that, um, especially when you've been the – seventh eighth ninth will of the avengers for so long i'm talking about jeremy renner as <laughs> um i i am not a fan of jeremy renner the person i will say um, when you take that out hawkeye's always been a serviceable character for the mcu specifically okay i've never not i've never hated him it you know i i've never i've always really enjoyed the the normal person of the of the gods group. I, I love that. I definitely think I would have liked a more comics appropriate Hawkeye, who's more of a smart ass, wise guy. But I think this version of Hawkeye works so well in this series. It it builds on everything we've gotten from Hawkeye before. And it's just I think Jeremy's best performance that he's done as Hawkeye. It's He's done with everything. He really wants to see his family. We see so much emotion when he's talking to his son, you know, when his with his hearing aid broken. Um, whenever he's just talking to Kate about them, you know, and thinking back on Nat, he 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 does a lot of good work in this sh- series. All the bonding with Haley as Kate, I think their chemistry is really good. Um, maybe it didn't go the way it should have, but I I thought the parking lot scene with Maya was good still. Like, I think it, it worked as far as what they wanted to do with it. And I just think Clint was believable in all the action scenes. I think it was, he did everything he needed to do to be the, the torch bearer and passing that torch to Kate. 
even though he might still be around? Because I don't know. Like, I mean, who's to say? Like, is there any more Hawkeye story? Maybe once we talk about what's going to happen with his, uh, with Laura, down, <laughs> talk about that later. There's a Hawkeye comic. Uh, right? You know, like, yeah. I mean, technically he could be a mentor role going forward. And maybe that's why they didn't write him out. Because we're going to see him. He's going to be like, Kate's going to call him up. He's like, hey, Clint, what should I do? You know, <laughs> okay, here, here's what you do, kid. It's kind of stuff. I'd be all for that. And I think Jeremy would fit into that role very well. I, I just love this kind of, this is almost the old Hawkeye. Uh, you know, he, he still has to be a lot older. But I just thought he did a very, very serviceable job. And, you know, honestly, he he over performed and what he needed to do and i respect him for that so that's my nom even though you're not gonna win it sorry um bronze is still placed <laughs> he's still yeah, placed yeah. he he's the he's the me you know just celebrating popping the champagne <laughs> he's just all the way down there elaine is just on the podium <laughs> so who's getting gold here Leah, who's your vote? Um, I love Kate Bishop. I love her in the comics. I really like Haley Steinfeld. There was at times, I will say, a little too much golden retriever energy for me from her. Um, where it was just like, just, just you have no chill. I need just yeah. like this <laughs> much chill, and I'm with you a hundred percent. Um, and Yelena's got that chill. I'm still. I think I'm still going Yelena. I want to see everything always with Yelena so <laughs> <clears throat> what's your vote uh yeah so I, first I, i'm glad you picked clint i i, I realize that we're saying we keep saying like you know bronze he's way down but i i've always liked the character in the mcu mm -hmm. i think that like you said damon i i really like the everyman the the yeah. guy that grounds the the godlike characters it's even i think green arrow does it even better in dc you know like he is that guy who just kind of not even in a physical aspect of like brings them down to earth, but he just calls them on their bullshit because <laughs> yeah. he's not caught up in having all these powers. So he kind of sees things as they are. Um, I've always liked his role in the MCU movies. I think he's really great in civil war. Like the way he plays this kind of mentor role to Wanda um, because he was the person who got her to like be an Avenger in age of Ultron. And mm -hmm. one of my favorite scenes in civil war is when he goes to the compound to get her and like save her, rescue her from vision and like, Love that scene because even then you get the old retired Clint because he's like, I should be at home golfing or whatever he says. Like, it's just really charming. Um, and he's great in Endgame. But I think I agree with you, Damon. I think he overperformed in this because they didn't necessarily need him to do a whole lot, even though we've mentioned like the Ronin story was going to play a big role or should have played a big role. So we needed that. But we needed just someone to kind of pass the torch to Kate. And so he could have just shown, shown up and kind of cashed a check and passed it on. But like the scenes <laughs> where he's, you know, the scene where he visits Nat's uh, memorial in the Battle of New York and the scene with him and Flo at the end is just, it's really good stuff. Like he's just, he's very, he's really solid as Clint in this. I don't know if it's my favorite Clint performance because I do have a really big soft spot for Age of Ultron and Civil War. But yeah, he's he's really fun in this. But, you know, He's very fun as a, a bronze medal uh, performance, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's got to be Yelena just because as much as I, you know, I, I do 
stand by nominating Haley, and I think she was great as Kate, and I stand by that I would love to see her in anything going forward. That plus twofold for for Florence Pugh as Elena. I think that she is just a revelation. Like she's just she's so good in Black Widow. She's so great in this. I. You know, it's, I'm really curious to see what they do with her alliance with Val going forward because she mm. kind of got the closure she needed in this, you know, in this series. So is she going to continue to just be a like a hired killer for Val? Like, I'm very curious to see that going forward. But I think that they can do literally whatever they want, and I'll watch it. I mean, you know, I could hope for a Yelena series on Disney+. Plus. I don't know if that'll happen, but my God, would I watch that? You know, like, Amazing. give us like a... A grown-up, like mature Kim Possible series with <laughs> Florence as Yelena, so in. I would watch that all day. Um, she's the best, you know. Like she's just so interesting as a character because she is this very tough character, and you see that when she first meets Kate, and you see it in the Black Widow movie, and then you get these really, really like raw, vulnerable moments where she shows that she's just still kind of a little kid who's just kind of hurt and like. She lost her sister. I would, you know, spoiler alert for the next war, but the moment when she wakes up or comes back from the blip and immediately immediately is like, I have to tell Natasha I'm okay. I was like, oh, fuck, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, that hit me deep. Um, so, yeah, it's got to be Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova. She is just ah, already one of my favorite MCU characters. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy's third. Um, and Haley. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, Jeremy. Sorry, oh, God. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Haley is amazing. Okay, I've mm. I've liked her ever since True Grit. Like, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been a fan. I didn't even like True Grit that much. It was okay. It was <laughs> um, but she's just I love her golden retrieverness. Like, it's mm. who Kate Bishop is. She is a super energetic, overly confident person who. Oh yeah. Who is like we we even get mentioned by her own mom calling her out like you don't know what life is you've had everything handed to you you just played pretend blah like all of that and it's not untrue and I think we are going to see all of that happen full time like we see her almost get her ass handed to her she does get her ass handed to her by by Wilson Fisk like she gets lucky you know with that freaking uh cufflet shot um. I love that shot, by the way. It was great. She, I don't know. I think what the MCU has done so well in phase four is give us these characters that are just, just home runs. I mean, I think the big three is, is Yelena Belova, Kay Bishop, and then Shang-Chi. I think all three just were so great in my eyes. And I think Florence Pugh is, is number one above everyone in the mcu right now as far as like ratings like everyone yeah i haven't heard anyone say yeah i'm not a, a fan of yelena I'm pure watchability. she's just so watchable. say that she has so much approval rating okay mm. everyone wants more yelena everything she's done especially in this series was gold everything she said was hilarious her look that green green look with the lipstick was just mm-hmm. gonna go eat some appetizers, go click <laughs> maybe they'll have a drink after. Like she loves macaroni okay. and sex in the city. I mean, what's not to love? She loves hot sauce. I'll show you some Louisiana hot sauce, Elena. Come on through. <laughs> uh, she's fantastic. And the fun thing is 
they can do anything with her <laughs> character, really. Yeah, she's wide open. I don't really know the story of Yelena in the comics. Do you? Are you very familiar, Kyle? Have they done a lot? Are you familiar, Leah? No. Not really. No. I know so, that it's great for representation's sake because I, I I kept pushing her and Kate, but she is ace in the comics, and I think that would be really cool to see. You know, that's cool for representation's sake. I don't know a lot of her stories though outside of Black Widow, so mm-hmm. you're right. It's a clean slate. They could do whatever they want with her. And I mean, I feel like upcoming there's going to be a lot of team ups, a lot of variations of team ups and combos. So like. You could have Elena bouncing around everywhere and just be like, "Oh, here's Elena again." Everyone's like, "Okay, <laughs> hey, here's yes, please. <laughs> West Coast Avengers." Okay, here's <sighs> Elena with the Eternals in space. Okay, like, <laughs> we'll take it, and maybe they'll give it to us. I'm okay with that. But she, by far, is is a valedictorian for this one. So, and can I just say, like, uh, one more thing with Elena? I mean, I can talk about her all day, but just like when she is talking to Kate, like you do get like the same varied callbacks to like Natasha where like, it seems like she's having a conversation and she's just doing that, but she's actually like, there's such like a thin, like a menacing line behind it. And it just gets more and more obvious as it goes on as the other person realizes it. And I was just like, you're just so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, Elena. So. We love you. We love you. Let's move on. And the winner is. Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova. Here are your nominees for Best Memory. All right, Best Memory, the best moment slash scene, best thing in this series. So kick it off. Damon, what is your nominee for the Best Memory of Hawkeye? Oh, thank you for giving me the first one. Oh, fuck. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know if I remember this. This is... Like, in essence, it's not super important, but, like, I'm a slut for montages, y'all. Like, I don't know if I hear that. So, the ugly Christmas sweater party, flipping the coin, learning Mm -hmm. montage was just everything, okay? You're getting Clint and Kate bonding, being fun. You get the the whole coin flipping scene, which is real fun. You know, he's showing her how to... He's learned, you know, he's teaching her everything. It was just cute. It was fun. It, it just did a lot while in a very sh- small amount of time while being very enjoyable. And I just thought it was really perfect. It really did. So had to shout out that one. That's my nom. Mm-hmm. Leah, what's yours? Um, Real quick. Have either of you read The Ultimates? Mm-hmm. Did you read The Ultimates, Kyle? So yeah. when he's talking about the coin flipping and stuff, all in my head, I'm like, Oh my God, he's going to fling his fingernails. He's going to fling his fucking fingernails. <laughs> I've heard about that. Oh, it's fucking brutal and amazing. Um, anyways, off of that, uh, my thing that has stuck with me uh, the most out of everything was the Clint and Yelena fight at the end. And just like, you know, he's kind of walking her through it as they're fighting everything that Nat did. You know, she didn't do it for him. She she really did it for Yelena because she knew that Yelena had blipped. You know, she's trying to bring her back. And it's just like, as he's talking her through it, it's like, dude, I hope you're also hearing this because these are the things that you need to hear to yourself. These are the things you feel guilty about. You need to realize why she did these things. So I just, I liked the parallel between that, between... It's not just what Yelena needed to hear. It's what Clint needed to hear himself about the whole Natasha thing. And while that's happening, you know, there's also a 
very cool fight scene happening at the same time. So it hit all the emotional beats. Um, and I just, it was nice to see that realization dawning on, on the both of them at the same time about that. So I really liked that. Great scene. Kyle, what's your vote? I mean, your nom, I'm sorry. So yeah, y'all have covered like two, I think really important scenes in the series. Fuck it. I'm going Rogers the musical. I don't care. Uh, Mitch, I wonder if it was going to get talked about. It has to. I don't give a fuck what you people think about this. I think it was like so good. I'm specifically talking about the extended, like the full song. I can do this all day yeah. in the post credit scene of So This Is Christmas, the finale, because what a troll job, because if you think about timing, the MCU is great with like release timing. One thing I love um, when Yelena first meets Kate, she friend of the pod, Katie pointed this out to me because I didn't really recognize this, but she throwaway line. She says, I'm in New York. I want to check out the new and improved Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. a week later or like not even a week later. No way home comes out. And what is the statue? The Statue of Liberty has Captain America's <laughs> shield on it now. So that's a great kind of tie in. And then also no way home, you know, huge, maybe the biggest MCU movie ever. Right. Huge revelations happen. Great post-credit stuff. And then right after that, we get a finale with a post-credit scene that's literally just a musical. It's just a song. And it's Adam Pascal being Adam Pascal, Mm -hmm. who I just fucking adore. Um, Yeah, it just made my Broadway heart happy. And I'm even seeing the people who, like, really love Broadway hate this scene. And I'm like, it's not supposed to be a good musical. Like, that's kind of the point. We're supposed to be with Clint like this sucks <laughs> and it's you know like I, I love the charm of that and it's very kind of self-aware and I feel like the whole time people were expecting because it's such a long shot on the stage they're expecting it to kind of pan to you know maybe Yelena in the audience that's who I thought yeah I'll be honest yeah. <laughs> which I would have loved I would have loved that addition yeah. or some kind of revelation at the end of it which you know we're kind of geared to think that now with the MCU, but there was a time in the MCU when we got like a shawarma scene at the end of the Avengers, you know, when we got these joke and Iron Man three, I don't like the movie, but the post credit scene is literally just the revelation that Tony has been narrating this entire story to Bruce Banner as his like quasi therapist. And I think that shit is hilarious, right? Like, so I love these little throwaway post-credit scenes that not everything has to be a stinger that sets up things. That's what the show does. The show did enough groundwork to set up Echo going forward and Kate's future in the MCU and maybe Laura's future in the MCU. But like we get enough teases in the series itself so that they can just fuck around with the finale, you know, the post-credit scene of the finale. I think what would have been funny, I would have loved the Yelena because obviously, like we've agreed, more Yelena is always a good thing. But I I thought it would have been hilarious if it, the camera panned and you just see like three or four seats being occupied by Wilson Fisk. And he's just like, this is bad. This is not a good musical. <laughs> just dead I'm going to kill all of them. <laughs> None of you are leaving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I would have been into it. But by itself, as just this corny fucking musical, and also as, an appreci- as someone who appreciates Adam Pascal's voice, I love hearing him sing. So that's a fun thing, getting him here to hear him sing new music that I've never heard was fun and I, I loved it. I thought it was really cheeky and a, a very kind of bold way to end an MCU series that's kind of built on <laughs> setting things up to just go, fuck it, we're going to give you a musical. <laughs> All very good points. Um, so, so act as if you're talking to people who know nothing about Broadway and musicals. Who is Adam Pascal? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
and Liam can help me out. Uh, uh, he originated the role of Roger on Rent and yes. then played him again in the movie Rent. Um, that's like his big, big one. That's kind of his flagship role, as it were. He's also in, I think, next to normal. I mean, he shows up in a, re- a lot of different stuff. But yes, he he originated the role on Rent. So he is considered that's, like that's kind of why they probably had him as opposed oh, to yeah. someone else, because he's well, a Broadway awesome. like founding like, father, you know, or was he the doctor? guy random person singing he wasn't the doctor he was the other new yorker um so that was that was singing in the suit and everything so i really thought they were about to give us like i was like wait a second is that colson and i thought they were about to give us colson and fury singing that would have been great amazing yeah i just i wanted something different with that scene i was like oh it's something about to happen it was oh it's the same scene we saw in the show okay that's cool (laughs) um yeah it's supposed to be kind of bad and corny like it's like wow they did this i i I liked it you know it i wish it would have been a different song is all i would have said i wanted to see other different kind of ideas of songs you know that's fair Uh, but everyone was right they they definitely had i can do this all day as a song we all (laughs) um it was well done it was really cool the fact that uh ant-man was there because no way he was there He, he i'm sure he told everyone in his press tour he was with them all the whole way. Um, I love job. that it's either that that he just bullshitted it, or that someone. I love the he idea that him. someone seen was him. yeah watching the events happen and they just saw he was him. There. He, right, because he went back in time and was there. I That's, love that idea. Like, you remember the, remember the scene in the game when they first show up and yeah. like they kind of split up and Hulk kind of like he's like oh I've got to get back into Hulk mode. Imagine some kid in an alley like what the fuck just happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Oh. So I guess that was like Adam Pascal's kid. And then he came home and was like, Dad, you'll never believe what I just saw. <laughs> Apparently Ant-Man was there. Didn't do any good, though. Right. Didn't get exactly. it all. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I definitely would have voted Rogers the Musical for uh, Easter Egg. Mm. Also, did we forget Easter Egg? Yeah, uh, we didn't. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Is that a category? Oops. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could pick one real quick. (laughs) That's my vote, is Rogers Musical for uh, Easter Egg. Um, But back to the current award that we are not voting on. (laughs) I'm going to go with the Clint and Yelena fight slash talk on the ice. Because it's the essentially the climax. It's everything we were waiting on for the show. As soon as we heard, oh, wow, Yelena Mm -hmm. was told by our girl Val that you know he's the one who killed nat and as soon as we heard like even before that happened didn't we hear rumors that she was going to be on the hawkeye show even before then so like this had been brewing for a while and so we were just waiting for for it to happen and it did i think it excelled and exceeded expectations they were both so good and and vulnerable and emotional upset for elena um sad and and just really Clint just showed a lot in that one and how it happened was great. I personally really liked the whole whistle call, you know, the callback, just the stopper for a moment from killing him. Yeah. Uh, she, was, she was very close multiple times of killing Clint. Like she could have shot him when she walked down the, the building. So, and then that could have just been in it. The show was over. Um, but that scene I thought was what it needed to be. They did a fantastic job. Everything they did on the ice rink, I thought, was really, really good. I almost nominated the where they took out all the tracksuits on the mm-hmm. ice rink. That was a really fun scene. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, Clint and Yelena's uh, talk and fight. That's my vote. Leah, what's your vote? Um, I think I'm going to have to stick with that one because it just, that one stuck with me the the most um, after finishing it all up and everything. Uh, yeah, that one. So. Kyle, what's yours? Yeah, it's it's a clean sweep. Um, I do want to give love to the the ugly Christmas sweater like montage though because oh, that was so good though. Yeah, it was so fun. It was like <laughs> the you know the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode what four or five episode where they're just chilling in New Orleans <laughs> or Louisiana like <laughs> having a barbecue together. You know, like I, I I saw a meme the other day that I was like, how did we get from this and it's sebastian as winter soldier to this and it's him holding the cake in that episode <laughs> i love it i love the the glow up of our boy um but yeah that montage is really fun and then one that i almost picked you know i wanted to be cheeky and pick the rogers musical but one i almost picked was yelena you know coming back from being blipped because i love i love oh. the way the mcu has handled that as this really like traumatic event like in endgame it's this very triumphant moment it's this moment where like oh shit mm -hmm. we did it we got everyone back wasn't great for everyone. Like they were very disoriented and poor Elena. I mean, just shows up in this house, you know, she's trying to help this girl and then shows up five years later. And all she can think about is, is her sister. And so it's a great, great moment. And it's like the, be I remember that was the beginning of episode five and I was like, yeah. Holy shit, they're going for it. Um, so I, I wanted to mention that one as well, but I do. Yeah. I'm going to vote for the, the clean sweep with Clinton Elena because it is, that's the emotional climax of the show. You know, uh, we didn't get, you know, a lot of Ronan stuff, but we did get this really great closure between these two characters. They don't like each other, you know, like Yelena doesn't leave this scene. Like now I like Clint, he's my buddy, but she at least understands. And I, I agree, Damon, I love the whistle callback. I don't think anything else would have stopped her. I think otherwise she would have fucking killed him. <laughs> so that whistle, cause that, I mean, that immediately signifies that he knew her sister on a personal, intimate level, you know, Right, exactly. And yeah. I mean, like you said, like, yeah, she doesn't like Clint, but she does like Kate. So I love the fact that we're getting the next generation of Black Widow and Hawkeye friendship, which is it's yes, so I love which that. is like a friendship that endures forever. Yeah, so we always have to have that generationally. Yeah. It's in, until, until every generation, a relationship is born. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. I really hope we see more of them. Um, I will say, I got a quick thought before we move on to the next one. People want to move away from the blip, which is I, I still hate that name, but um, I want I more. They need to lean into it, and we need to get a superhero who's who was blipped, and we see them come back, and we see them like that's their origin back, story, then become a superhero, and that be intertwined oh. like them trying to get back to their life after the blip, like what happened, exactly just how much of of going back to that can be because we really don't get that like yeah peter parker is bad but nothing really changed that much for him other than tony's dead like that was the big traumatic experience i want to see like what's being gone for like a minute but really gone for five years does your family's older maybe like they all didn't get like everyone you know like i want to see that on a really big personal level as a superhero i think that'd be really cool I want yeah. more more blip action. So I like yeah. seeing, yeah, well, like when Monica came back and everything, like that was just fantastic. Just like yeah. just seeing the, 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 yeah, just seeing it from different perspectives would be would be fantastic. So and I think we are going to see more because I think that they're going to use the blip. Like we talked about Daredevil, I think it's going to be used whenever, almost like when they need like 
like an, an, an out, out a little bit. Like yeah. instead of saying it's magic, it was the blip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they'll do that with, with Daredevil. I think yeah. I, I honestly think Matt was the one that was blipped. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with that. Matt and Kingpin, to be honest, I think both of them. Because uh, I think there was no way Kingpin has the tracksuit mafia as his goons if he if he didn't get blipped. He'd be a little higher on the food chain, I think. Yeah. He yeah. had yeah. Blipped. This isn't quite, he needs to keep everything on the DL. Like, he doesn't want it out there. And also, if he had, if he hadn't been blipped, then I'm assuming Ronan would have gone after him, too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, if he went after all the tracksuits, why isn't he going to go after Kingpin? Like, right. That doesn't really track. All right. Well, just some musings from us, but uh, let's move on to the next award, y'all. And the winner is. Clint and Yelena's talk slash fight on the ice rink. And here are the nominees for Game of the Year. All right, Game of the Year. The best episode of Hawkeye. We got six episodes of, you know, varying quality. Some good, some great, some not good. Uh, Leah, what is your nominee for Game of the Year? Uh, my nominee would be um, number three because it's got it's got the color scene in it. Um, it's kind of the first time we see them working together, albeit they don't. He doesn't want to be working with her, but it's kind of you're seeing the beginnings of their relationship. You're seeing their partnership. You're seeing how they can play off of each other, um, and it's just it kind of really gets the ball rolling uh, with the rest of the series. I feel like. Um, yeah, that's that is my my nominee is is episode three. So and plus, I mean, cursing. So. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what's your yours? Partners, am I right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> episode four. Um, yeah, it. I feel like. Yeah, it's just it is what I really loved about this show. Kind of simmered down to one episode, which is this great you know, really fun, charming connection between Clint and Kate. We get this really fun, like we mentioned, the montage of them bonding and, and you know, ugly sweater wearing and Christmas movies. And um, it's just a lot of fun. And then you get a really, really solid ending with them being confronted by Yelena and Maya. And it ends on a very, I like that that was in the same episode because the whole episode you're like, Oh man, these two are going to be like best friends for life after this. Like Clint and Kate are like partners for life. And then the episode ends, you're like, Oh shit. <laughs> uh, they may not be on good terms after this, you know, like it's just, it's a great kind of swerve. And I think that it definitely is uh, both Haley and Jeremy kind of at their best, just bonding and being friends and, and learning how to like be partners and, I think this is the episode where we get the phone call between Clint and his son and Kate, you know, kind of translating, which is also a really, really great touch. Um, yeah, it's just a lot, a lot of fun. So I got to go with partners. Am I right? I think you just wanted to say the title again. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, this is another one where I, th- I feel like it's a it's a two episode race. Once again, I'm nominating the bronze. <laughs> Which is fine because there's this whole series I think was good. Even the even the finale I think I really enjoyed, even as messy yeah. as it was. Yeah. But my right, all the Wilson Fisk in it. Um, I gotta go with the intro, the first episode. Never meet your heroes. Honestly, I think alongside 
Loki, I think they are the best intros of any of the D, uh, Disney Plus shows. I think it was the Kate intro was great. The way we meet Kate works so well. Getting the whole, you know, flashback to the attack on New York, seeing Clinton just falling in love with with the bow and the with the hawk and everything. And then we get to see her shoot down a whole a freaking bell clock tower, which is so fun. Um and we get multiple callbacks to that like later on in the series. Um it, it's just almost perfect intro to to Kate, I think. Like we really get to see what kind of person she is. You know what she is. She's kind of uh, not really troublesome, but she's just, you know, is not afraid to take a dare. And, and, you know, she wasn't really thinking about the repercussions or anything. She's always kind of jumping into action without thinking, which I think is very much a thing that we will see more and more going for. Maybe a really big uh, plot point conflict for her show season two, maybe of Hawkeye. We better get that, by the way. Um it was just, I think, fantastic. Also, of course, we get the Roger scene with with Clinton. He's actually interacting with his family, which I think was a such a great idea because we really get to relate to Clint on a level we hadn't before. He's just having fun with his son and his sons and his daughter. You know, that, that was really great. And then we get them to finally meet at the very end of the episode after we get some awesome fun um, Kate as Ronan. You know, that was... That was really cool. Fighting the wine cellar. She was being very innovative and creative with her fighting, breaking all kinds of bottles. We meet Lucky. I mean, a lot is going on in this first episode, and we get finally we get the two people's paths crossing. I loved it. Um, really, really great episode. Just not as good as the other two, which is okay in a really good series. So that's Phenom. We have episodes three, four, and one. Leah, what's your vote? Um, I think I'm actually going to go with episode four because I do love the montage. I do love the fact that they actually like, whereas in the one that I talked about in season episode three, it's like they start bonding um, or at least like begrudgingly kind of or on his part, more begrudgingly kind of like dealing with her. Episode four is actually where it's like, OK, no, he, he does like her. He's showing that he likes her. He's kind of bringing her in a little bit. Um. And it just, it is nice to see him in that, in that position and in that regard. Um, so I do, I think I, that would actually, my vote would be episode four. All right. Kyle, what's your vote? Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to stick with, with episode four. Um, I, I love all three of these. These are like the three correct <laughs> uh, nominees. I like, uh, I, episode one had a lot to do and I like that it's not, it's parallel storylines for a while. Like it's Clint doing his stuff and it's Kate doing her thing. And they really, yeah, they don't come together till like the very final moment of the episode. I was a little thrown off by that when I first saw the episode, I was like, wow, this is interesting. Um, but I, it does a lot of really great groundwork and I love like the murder mystery aspect as to who killed Armand, which is really fun. Um, I love the, when they do meet, when she's like, you're Hawkeye. He's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> uh, great moment. Um, so that's a really fun episode. And then echoes as well. Yeah. Very, very fun. We get some great kind of, I think this, yeah, this is the introduction of Maya. This really, really strong introduction with Clint and Kate, you know, uh, 
tied up in, in like the warehouse with the track suits is really, really fun. Um, really, really fun kind of like introduction of what the real threat is to the show. And I think episode three is when everyone started to really be like, oh, we're definitely getting King Thing. Because <laughs> like they referred him as uncle a couple times yeah. and like the big guy or whatever. And it's like, OK, I mean, obviously we're getting him. <laughs> his hand. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you get you get his hand. Yeah. Um, so that's great. I love that kind of laying the foundation, but yeah, I think four is just like what I love about this show, but also just these MCU shows in general so far is just the moment, the quiet moments, like the action's fun, the kind of Easter eggs and revelations are always really fun, but I love the really quiet moments between, you know, between Wanda and vision and between Bucky and Sam. And now, yeah, this really great bonding montage between Clint and, and Kate, uh, they're both really good. Um, I do want to shout out, sorry, I forgot about this, but in episode one, Damon, you mentioned when they're at the musical, Loki, a really great performance from Jeremy Renner, when he's at first just like so over this shit and he's like, this is not what happened. This is stupid. And then you see like his, it's a really great edit editing moment when his hearing aid goes out at the same time he sees Nat or who is supposed to be Nat on stage. That's a great moment. That's really great, subtle acting from Renner. Mm -hmm. And he gets up and goes to the bathroom and like, that's a really cool moment. But um, yeah, I got to vote for episode four just because it's just super fun, just very laid back and very chill. And I'm I'm excited that now with all five of these shows, maybe not what if, but all of the other four shows, we've gotten an episode like that where they're just chilling. Like it was episode three in Loki when they were they were just bonding and talking about love being a dagger or whatever. <laughs> uh that was my favorite episode of that show. Like, I just, I think that these episodes are really where the characters shine, which is why I love the MCU in, in the first place is the characters. So got to vote for, got to say it one more time, partners. Am I right? Damn. <laughs> um, I'm going to, to break the clean sweep streak. I'm going to vote for Echoes because I think it deserves a vote. I I, I think those, those two episodes are just mm -hmm. right there, right beside each other. They're so good um echoes you have a fantastic intro of of who echo is maya lopez does a fantastic job okay um and then even the the little girl actress who plays oh, young echo yeah great. so good yeah um like they in five minutes we we kind of get an idea who echo is mm -hmm. and we get the connection to to fisk and then we jump back to you know the whole her talking to clint we, we see sign language and i've heard some complaints from uh, some from friend of the pod Anna and some others about the ASL used in talking uh, while signing apparently is a is a no no, um, but aside from that I very very big fan of this episode um, the car chasing of course the bonding um, this, I believe this is the one where we get the whole Imagine Dragons uh, conversation <laughs> <laughs> like I bought her Imagine Dragons tickets. Bro. And now she's mad and wants to take her sister. Um, <laughs> what what did they end up going going to see in Maroon the... Five? <laughs> I guess that's an improvement. That's maybe that's an improvement. <laughs> I'm not sure. That was Ivan, right? I, Ivan is yeah. questionable music tastes. Yeah. Um, well, he liked Imagine Dragons, but you know, like Dragons. She probably liked Maroon Five. That's fair. Yeah, it's um, buying the bowling ball for Marge that says Homer on it. Like you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, but 
I am perfectly fine with partners at my right getting the win because it has so many emotional beats. It has the montage. It has the phone call. It has the rooftop fight. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the whole Laura and Clint phone calls, which I think were underrated scenes of the whole series, honestly. Yeah. Um, getting Laura in on the action, finding out that she knows what's up. Like she knows, she knows everything. All- yeah. No, she knows everything. This is not a, oh, the wife on the farm kind of thing. This is part like a partnership. Like, were they like partners back in the day? I think we'll talk about this next on the next or <laughs> we won't dive in, but just a lot in that episode and the whole ending with you're not really sure what's going to happen next. Like, Hey, we're not partners. Like you need to go home kind of thing was a really great ending. And I'm very glad that I got the W, but some really strong episodes yeah. for this. Series, so definitely partners. Am I right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Let's move on. And the winner is episode four partners. Am I right? These are your nominees for the great expectations award. It's the great expectations award. Y'all we're just talking about the things that we are most excited for coming from this property. Okay. It could be a question, just an idea, future plot point, Anything as simple or as complex as you want, you can uh, nominate it. Leah, what's your nom? My nom, I have been looking for forever, and I hope this is just another step to it, but I want the Young Avengers. I am very sad we didn't get any more like anything about it in this one besides obviously besides Kate who is considered to be you know the the central figure at the start of the young avengers so that that was awesome um <clears throat> going by hawkeye and everything at that point so that was great uh but i i just i want young avengers so bad we've got all the pieces all the pieces are there they just need to come together and if we don't get it i will murder someone i will murder someone <laughs> Uh, because it's all there. They didn't need to put in, you know, Patriot. They didn't need to have that in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier. That was unnecessary. Yeah. It was so deliberate. It was so deliberate. So if it's there and you don't give it to me, it is, oh, it's going to be yeah. bad. Um, so Young Avengers is my number one with the bullets. I want it. I want it. I want it. I don't care how I get it, but I want it. Yes. This really could have been nominated for any of the past shows. I know. I will nominate it every time. (laughs) So this is really like an umbrella one almost. But (laughs) if we don't get it, I will be upset. I will flip a table. I will flip so many tables. (laughs) Leah, the superhero table flipper. She's going to go full Wilson Fisk season one. I'm going to go full Wilson Fisk. (laughs) I will go to all of Anna's. Bills games and I will flip all those fucking tables. I don't even care. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Kyle, what's your nom for Great Expectations? Yes, this this podcast, the pro Bills Mafia podcast. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Anna. She listens to this. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So that was obviously my number one. So I'm gonna go to one that is like kind of involved with that, but a more specific, <laughs> just a basic. Kate slash Yelena partnership, whatever that looks like. I want to see more of it. I think it's basically a sure thing. I think when, 
one thing the MCU is really good at is gauging when people really like their shit. Like when, you know, WandaVision came out and everyone wanted the hex files with Jimmy, Monica, and Darcy. And the MCU is very, they're aware of that. Like their social media was very aware of that at that time. So I feel like they know they're in the know on this kind of stuff. And we have to get more with Kate and Yelena going forward. I don't know if it's, you know, Yelena joining the Young Avengers with Kate or if it's, you know, them fighting again. Because, again, we don't really know what Yelena's doing going out of this. We mentioned it's a, it's a clean slate. She can do whatever she wants, basically. Um, I like the idea that what she was doing before this series, like going out and helping all of the former widows and bringing them back. Maybe that brings her into contact with Kate. Like Kate is on a mission as Hawkeye trying to stop this black widow. And she comes across Yelena who knows. I just want a Mr. And Mrs. Smith esque relationship between these two, where they're constantly like a cat and mouse, like chasing each other, but there is a real connection there. And finally they like team up, whether it's, you know, against like Kingpin in a Spider-Man movie or it's whatever. Like, I just want to see their dynamic. I know we will, because again, like what we've been saying, and everyone has been saying, it's like the best part of the show. It's it's Kate and Elena. Um, so it's almost like a I know I will see this, but I'm just excited to see how they handle their their yeah. dynamic and what they do with it going forward. If we could get a catch me if you can like thriller romp. Yes. Where Elena is just like doing whatever, doing her thing in case it's trying to catch her is, would be amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, those are two amazing ones. I'm going to go with one that's definitely not up to that level, but one that I am very, very interested in. You know, another bronze. <laughs> <laughs> another bronze, y'all. Damon's patented bronze. Winners. You had some good sweeps, though, too. So, I mean, you, know. you did. You did. <laughs> I'll take the win. I'll take the bronze, you know. Um, but this one I'm I'm interested in. I really am because they did not have to do any of this so that the fact that they decided to give us the side story of laura barton mm. as at 19 who is famously known as as um mockingbird mockingbird, mockingbird. i was like trying to say morse i'm like no that's the name that's Bobby morse is the name of the character and that's all i could think of like yeah. morse like that's not the name of the <laughs> <laughs> that's usually bobby morse who is Mockingbird, but seems that they've split the character, maybe. I don't know, but I want to find out. Like, they didn't have to give us this, so the fact that they did leads me to believe that they're going to give us more Hawkeye slash Laura past stuff that's going to be brought up. Maybe Secret Invasion. I don't mm-hmm. know how that can do it. Maybe uh, Armor Wars? I have no idea. Um, Give us an Agent 19 story somewhere. Give us Coulson back. I need Coulson back, please. Um, I don't know how they could do it or if it matters. like, Or if this was just something for them to... Like, no, that's the thing. There was no reason to do this if you weren't going to keep going with it. Yeah. Like, What was the point of the watch if not that's the connection of Laura being important and like not having her identity revealed? I want to know why she's hiding like why no one who was currently in shield like during age of ultron knew anything about her like you know who's like i just want to know what happened and yeah i i I mean i love linda linda carnalini is um amazing 
Yeah. And she should do more. So they should give her more stuff. And I'm okay to see more Clint if we get more Laura. So that's my nom. Yeah. I'd be super into seeing Linda Cardellini in some yellow, you know, goggles and shit and her ghost up and kicking ass. So, (laughs) yes. Yes. That'd be great. All right. The Young Avengers, more Kate and Elena, and Agent 19. Some good ones. What's going to take the W? Leah, what's your vote? I, I can't betray myself. It's Young Avengers or bust. So, <laughs> Kyle? Yes, Young Avengers. Uh, <laughs> like you said, I mean, it's it's so set up. It's one of those, it's one of those things where I'm getting flashbacks of, and we did an Effie's for it, and we did, that's where the Dunk Award came from. Like, Game of Thrones setting things up so clearly and then being like well we kind of forgot about the iron fleet like i just i know that they're not going to do that i just know in my heart i don't know what version of the young avengers i don't know what the lineup is going to look like Mm -hmm. you don't end wandavision with billy and tommy supposedly disappearing but then with wanda messing with the darkhold Mm -hmm. you don't throw patriot into falcon and the winter soldier like that's so fucking deliberate you don't show us a kid Loki and Loki. <laughs> I mean, that's all of that stuff. You, you don't take those... Cassie Lang. Like... Yes, absolutely. Mm. Who also like an up and coming actress who's in like freaky mm-hmm. and like all these new things. Who's a great actress. Like you don't do all that stuff yep. for no reason. It's got to be leading to something. I, I think it's interesting that we America got. Chavez. What's up? Don't forget America Chavez. America Chavez, yeah, showing up in Multiverse of Madness, who's apparently going to play a really big role in that. Yeah, all of these characters, you know, even, like, I thought it was interesting that we got a younger Spider-Man in this because I was was kind of like, are they going to make him a young Avenger or an Avenger? And, of course, he is just a primary Avenger at this point. And I'm totally cool with that because that means that the young Avengers, we get more of these, like, lesser-known characters. Um, I love the young Avengers. Mm -hmm. I... I will admit the comics, I've read a couple of them. It's a big blind spot for me, but I remember the movie that was on Netflix a long time ago, like the Young Avengers. Oh, the Next the, Avengers? The Next Avengers, Oh, yes. my kids love that one, yeah. <laughs> I was into it. I was into it, and I remember... It was a very cool story, actually. It's like a one-off yeah. thing. It was actually really cool, so... Right, and yeah. I, I love generational <laughs> stories like that. Mm-hmm. I'm always into stuff like that. I fucking love the Creed movies for that reason, right? Like, I just love these, like... <laughs> passing the torch on to, and that's been a big trend in you know movies and tv the last couple of years it was kind of the big deal with the force awakens and like all of these big franchises are all about passing the torch on to the younger generation mm-hmm. so it has to continue with the mcu like they have to follow that trend so yeah i gotta vote for young avengers i'm all in because i was a little worried after a while after endgame i was like what's next like i don't a lot of my favorite characters are now done. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not as interested in the MCU anymore. This is the way to get me interested again with the young Avengers, bring in the new blood, let it be, you know, the team's led by Kate. If it's led by Kate, I'm, I'm all in, but yeah, it definitely voting for young Avengers. And if you yeah. get young Avengers, then you get also like, if, if they do like bring in, you know, Tommy and them, and then they bring in a Hulkling who you get from, you know, the, uh, uh scroll and whatnot and then you also have like a big queer romance which is amazing um you know you get a lot of uh racial aspect things going on with patriot and everything like there's a lot of like fertile fucking ground to be super like involved with the zeitgeist and the in pop culture and social issues and whatnot like that for for young avengers so it's just 
I, I, it would be so stupid. It would be leaving so much money on the floor and just shutting a door on something. That's a huge possibility. So yeah, it's almost Ms. like, Mar it's almost like your entire marketing campaign around your movie being unite the seven and then not having a seventh justice league member. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I had to add that in there real quick. <laughs> Not a shot at Nick or anything. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> I know my audience. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know what I was going to say. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, the Young Avengers is, is going to happen. I mean, for one, I think the fact is phase four is the phase one of the Young Avengers. It's, yeah. it's, it's like the backdoor pilots. It's doing a lot of the same groundwork that they did for the original avengers and point. honestly i think it, it is about a matter of time you just gotta have them all show up like I, we said uh, america chavez is showing up in uh, multiverse of madness we still need um like i said miss marvel also is she a part of the young avengers or is she just doing her own thing in like later ones i think she shows up here and there so gotcha. yeah. because i mean this could be a different one we have miss marvel we have ironheart we have riri <laughs> williams coming down the line there's a lot they could do and a lot of different characters like they could do it in a very different way from the comics however they did it but regardless there's going to be an iteration of it and i'm super excited because y'all said there's so much you could do it do with it it's kind of open like they could do all kinds of different storylines. I don't really know if, like, do they have any special big bads or anything like that that they... Kang. I mean, basically They, they do. I mean, yeah, and Kang. That's Kang perfect. fucking is, that's, like... That's she's gonna be in Quantumania, so... Yeah. 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 He is coming. Cassie, Cassie's gonna show up in Quantumania, yeah. which, honestly, I'm super, super excited about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, super... I loved Hero Remains, okay? Um, yeah. But it, it's the Young Avengers. There's so much you could do with it. And it's great because that essentially involves the other one I would have voted for, Kate and Yelena. Mm -hmm. I think if Yelena is not a part of the Young Avengers, I think she's going to be a foil. Someone yeah. who's always around maybe messing with them and like antagonizing them. I, maybe we're getting a Thunderbolts and stuff and she's going to be a part of that. Who knows? But like the Young Avengers, post Avengers, I don't know. Like, Yeah, I think we can get it all. We yeah. really could. And I'd be okay with it. Um, the Young Avengers, I think, in phase by phase five, like mid phase five, I, I could see them starting to really form. I'm hoping, and we maybe get that first Avengers movie at the end of phase five. Mm -hmm. The Young Avengers, maybe I don't know. Oh, um, yeah, we got, we got so much to look forward to, but that's the clean. You need that fresh blood. You need the new ones who will be there for like 15 years, so you can get five movies out of them. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a reason. There's a reason Young Justice is like like widely regarded one of the best mm -hmm. DC properties right now, yep. uh, you know, just cause it's such a cool story of passing the, the mantle on. Yep. And you do have the justice league is still involved in that show <laughs> in really cool ways, but yeah, they even brought in like the outsiders in season three and like, it's just, there's always potential for that. And I feel like the MCU, I've had gripes with them in the past, but I do. I think one thing that they don't do is squander potential. Like if they set something up, they will deliver on it. Boner notwithstanding, you know, I'm still a little salty about that, but maybe you know, that even plays that's not effect, over yet. You know, it's not that, over yet. I, yeah, I think we get more of Ralph. I, I just I feel bad for Evan Peters if we don't, honestly. He has to show up again. So, well, 
that's the W for Young Avengers. And I, I remember what I was going to say. I had just binged uh, an amazing little show by the name of Cobra Kai season four, <laughs> which I think like no like facetiousness, like no exaggeration. It does the passing of the torch multi-generations better than just about anybody. Nice. It really does. Like it's a silly, goofy, fun show about kids fighting each other. But like the fact that it really takes its history of all of those old movies and really bre- like brings it in all the characters and everything mattered does such a good job. Highly recommend it. Nice. The Effie goes to the Young Avengers. Well, that is the awards. The uh, Effies for Hawkeye. What a show. Uh, let's just finish off by some closing remarks. If there was any one we didn't mention, any certain scene, or just anything you want to talk about the show before we go, this is where we do it. Leah, start us off. Um, two things for me would be, one, I didn't say how much I really enjoyed all the Christmas music that was in it. Um, anytime, especially the tracksuit mafia bros were like, trucking around to Christmas music that just brought a little flutter of joy to my heart um and I don't feel like I I touched on Jack Duquesne enough he was the one that I was thinking also for my best performance because he was just so incredibly likable so fantastically bizarre and like you knew he was a red herring but still you're like maybe you're not a red herring but just the idea of getting like like the swordsman in there, um, you know, he actually trained Clint Barton in the comics, which is a great nod. Um, and it was just, you wore a sword to a party when you've been accused of stabbing someone. With a sword. <laughs> it was like, we're was flex, but okay. So fun. Um, Clint so Barton said, We're flex, but okay. <laughs> and it was perfect. Um, and like I said, the Paula Tompkins like was just getting me the whole time. Uh, and I just, he was, I can't wait to see more of him. I could see him interacting with the Young Avengers and being a foil for them. No sword play pun intended, but um, I think Eric would be proud of that. Um, <laughs> but those were my my two things. Christmas music and I'm sorry, Jack. I feel like I let you down and didn't, didn't pull for you enough, but absence makes the heart grow larger. So that's where I'm at. That's what it is, right? <laughs> um, I yes, okay, great that you touched on those. Like I remember the finale when like um Eleanor was getting out of her car and like the I think it was Carol of the Bells, I think was mm-hmm. like, yeah. yes. like dang, this is hitting. This is good. <laughs> like when you can have Christmas music like being played as like a intense moment. Yeah. Yes. You, the last time that hit that hard was like Home Alone 2. So I mean it was yes. intense. An amazing sequel, by the way, that people don't give it a very good sequel. Pigeon yes, Lady yes. is where it's at. <laughs> um, but no, okay. And also, Jack Duquesne did not get talked about enough. Okay, Tony Dalton just was so delightful. Okay, he <laughs> radiated charisma. Um, mm-hmm. I said this before in a in a podcast, but since this is the Hawkeye podcast. I want Tony Dalton to play the live-action Hondo. Oh, yeah. So in on that pick. Hollywood, give this man money. To see him be like, just say like, oh, Ezra! Like, just like, (laughs) like, that that super jovial, like, swashbuckling energy. He could be a space. Butterscotch? Like, it was so amazing. (laughs) Um, 
my brain kept also going to when Nightcrawler has in the comics when he has like his um his shield up where he looks like a human. I was like, this is a hundred percent what oh he would picture himself to look like. Yes, a swashbuckler, Excalibur, pirate man. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Hey, maybe maybe Jack will have a history with our Nightcrawler in the future. I would love that. Hell yeah, <laughs> give me an MCU Kurt Wagner Nightcrawler. Give us X Men. Um, anyways. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, this was just an enjoyable show. It was exceeded all the expectations. It gave us an, a wonderful new Hawkeye, a ship that we will be shipping forever in Kate and Elena, some great memes and pizza dog. I mean, <laughs> we better get more pizza dog. Mm-hmm. Like, they better be wherever Kate's going. Say, and, where Kate goes, they go in the story. Right. Yeah. We get a young Avengers pet Avengers duo team up and uh, that's all i can ask for really glad i'm very excited to see what the mcu has for us next year well i can't say that anymore this year this is 2022 we got a bunch of hulu shows coming up so we can't say disney plus yeah they're going to be violent moon knight and she hulk i believe are all on hulu I had no clue. I thought those were all Disney Plus shows. No, no way Moon Knight will well, touch Well, that's why I was upset. I was worried. <laughs> oh, wow, it's going to be on Hulu? Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. As so hyped for that I show know. now. As far as I'm aware, because if not, they're they're going to fail. Yeah. Like, yeah. You yeah. cannot do that Moon Knight show. It looks intense. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kyle, what are your final thoughts on Hawkeye? So one note to Leah, I agree with the Christmas music. I am all for... I just want shows that aren't even about Christmas to have Christmas music. I just fucking love it. I love the Christmas vibes. Did you catch in the, so in episode four, when Kate is being fitted for her outfit by the LARPers, there's a song playing in the background. Did you catch what the song was? No, I don't remember off the top of my head. It's not the Marshmallow World one, right? No, but that episode I would say has the best soundtrack because it has all these great Christmas. That one is Bells, Bells, Bells from the 1980s Star Wars Christmas album, Christmas of the Stars. (laughs) Performed by Anthony Daniels in character as C-3PO. Incredible stuff. (laughs) Loved that needle drop. Loved all the Christmas vibes. I, yeah, I, I... I didn't watch a ton of Christmas stuff this past December, which I was a little mm. disappointed in. Like, I hit my usuals. I did It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve and, you know, like, you watched the holiday. Yes, I, I did watch The Holiday for the first time. It's an absolutely fucking charming movie. Um, didn't watch a ton. What about Jude Law, Kyle? <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I loved the Christmas vibes because it kind of... Yeah like yeah. filled that gap that I didn't really watch a ton of Christmas stuff. Oh. Love the di- dynamic between Clint and Kate. I loved the, the LARPers. They were just so fun. Like it, that's just such a fun little, like, like we didn't need that. We didn't need the LARPers to show up. And it, it was just a fun little kind of cherry on top with these characters who not only are like comedic relief, but end up actually helping out in the end and like are coming in clutch. Really? Um, I love the little moment of like, <laughs> I guess R.I.P. to our guys, the tracksuits who got shot with the pin arrow. Like, <laughs> taken by that owl. They're dead. <laughs> that owl's going to drop them eventually. I mean, I also was rewatching Rebels while watching this show. So it was really confusing because I saw the owl and I was like, Ahsoka, is she going to show up in Hawkeye? And then I was like, wait, that makes no sense. <laughs> 
I was having a real Patton Oswalt moment of like Star Wars MCU crossover. It's going to happen. Um, but yeah, it's just a fun show. It was exactly what we needed because one thing I loved this phase so far, but the other four shows were fucking heavy. Like they yeah. were dark and emotional. And I loved that. I love that WandaVision was just about grief and that's pr- until the finale. Um, but I loved that. That was the theme of that show. And I love that, you know, Loki was about self-love, like these really heavy themes. Mm-hmm. And the Hawkeye is just like, we're going to do leave the weapon. Fuck you. Trying <laughs> to get you yeah. We're going to get, we're just going to get cute about it. And like, here's a Rogers, the musical scene, you know, like it was just exactly what we needed as a palate cleanser to end the year. And now we can go into 2022. What, what is the first MCU property we're getting? It's either multiverse of madness or she Hulk, right? We don't know what show is coming out when. Like, okay, it, it technically I think could be She Hulk or Moon Knight or even Miss. I think Miss Marvel. They said summer for okay. sure. So it could be She Hulk, Moon Knight, or we don't get one until. I don't think we're getting. I think we're getting a TV show before then. I don't see why not. Yeah. I'm hoping like March is my my yeah. guess. Mm. I think Hopefully. the only thing that gives me pause is that disney plus is really going hard on the star wars content this year like we're getting mm-hmm. obviously book of both that just started kenobi is probably next after that maybe mm-hmm. and then we're obviously getting ahsoka later in the year so i think that's too no we're not getting, not getting ahsoka did you did, so they i don't know if you saw kyle they did they dropped a uh, little sheet thing was it uh, canceled no, no, no. Oh, it's it's Jesus, not. Don't it's, do that to they me. Haven't filmed it yet. They have not even started filming. It's oh, it's coming okay. out. But it looks like they're doing Obi Wan, which I think is getting like six episodes. They said more Bad Batch season two, mm-hmm. eight episodes of Mandalorian season three. Yeah. Um. And then I think they said like one other thing, but they well, we know they that said Rangers of the New Republic was just shit canned. I mean, I'm. Yeah. Oh well. It, <laughs> and um. And then Andor this year as well. Yes. Oh, that yeah. I'm stoked about. Yeah, that'll be fun. The Acolyte, I think, is next year. So like, that's what I'm saying is like they're going to balance a lot with like Star Wars content. So I don't know how big they're going to push the MCU stuff. But we're going to I mean, as nerds, we're, we're eating good this year. Like there's a lot of content that's happening. I can't imagine that they'd be releasing MCU and Star Wars at the same time. Like they want to they want right. to eke it out to us little by little. So we yep. don't cancel any subscriptions. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There was exactly. very little overlap this past yep. year. Like, right. Something ended or something like had like one week or yep. two weeks episodes together and then it ended and then the show was going. There was like, all what like if, what if it was like coming to a close as Shang-Chi hit theaters? Yep. I think that was like the only overlap. Yeah. Usually there's like maybe a week or two where there was nothing happening and there's another MCU pro- pro- uh, property popping up. So right. they're doing a good job. I'm I'm so excited about what's coming in 2022 which was a great segue because we are doing a hype 2022 draft coming up this month mm-hmm. with our friends michael and Chitanya. that one's going to be just us gushing about what we're excited for this year <laughs> leah by the way thank you so much for joining us on this episode thank you for having me i i love a hawkeye so. <laughs> love a hawkeye hot girl hot like i hot wonder queen? what her name is I love a hawk ear. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, I hope we can have you again on another episode. I'm sure we'll end up doing another uh, X-Men dream fantasy (laughs) cat because why not? I'm sure we'll have you on. (laughs) 
Um, but yes, everyone, thank y'all so much for listening. Um, if y'all have listened to other episodes before made it this long, you know what I'm about to say. If not, buckle up. We have a fantastic and violent episode coming next <laughs> for my birthday. We are doing the MCU Hunger Games with <laughs> Friends of the Pod, Thad, Anna, and Dom. It's going to be mayhem. Just mayhem. <laughs> Chaotic. I cannot wait. That's such a great birthday gift. Um, and yeah, Damon, I can't wait to hear it. We're a week out. Do you want to? Do you want to announce the competitors and maybe tease it for oh, next week? Just a, no. I'll I'll name it because who who knows who's listening right now? If you've made it this far, you get a, a special <laughs> special thing. Let me just find the the list of the sixteen competitors. Sixteen competitors because we don't do math. We're not twelve districts. Sixteen. <laughs> If we did 24 characters, it would take yeah. even longer. Okay. The last we one have, was like three hours long. <laughs> we have Bucky Barnes, Loki, Eric Killmonger, Doctor Strange, Hela, Wanda Maximoff, Steve Rogers, Thor, Tony Stark, Shang-Chi, Jessica Jones, Captain Carter, Peter Parker, Sylvie. Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider himself, and Drax the Destroyer. And we get to decide who survives and who else everyone else does. <laughs> now, is that is that Peter 1, Peter 2, or Peter 3? That oh, that's Peter 1. Prime Peter, Peter himself. <laughs> and everyone, by the way, spoiler, spoiler warning for this whole episode, but I'm if you made it this far, you, you, you you've care. watched it. <laughs> Uh, that is Peter one. Um, and yeah, so uh, pick your, your favorite going in and see if they survive. Um, do we have anything else fun for the people coming up, uh, Kyle? Yeah, that's coming up next week as a birthday gift to our guy, Damon. And then the week after, we've, we're back with our Stewards of Sound series in the 1980s with our pals Kristen and first-time guest Stu. Really excited to get Stu on the podcast. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, we're closing out the uh, the month with our 2022 hype draft with Michael and Chaitanya. So lots of fun stuff coming this year, guys. We're really excited. We hope you are as well. Just keep tuning in. We appreciate you guys. This is what we do.